Me and Brian can argue forever. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, with the interesting discussions about modern Klingons being what they are, um, let's go ahead and do quick introductions. This is Star Trek Europa. I'm your host, uh, Jeff Harvey. You can find me at Studio Tembo in all the places. Uh, there's a link tree in the chat. Uh, and there is a, there'll be a link tree in the uh, show notes and the all the stuff afterwards. I forgot where I was going with that. We do have a special guest this episode. We'll let her introduce herself uh, last. But let's go ahead and start with our regular cast. Uh, and that will be Brian. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Brian. I am playing Yezabeth uh, uh, Hage, amongst other characters. Uh, if, if you find me, uh, I will hide in my hole again, and there will be six more weeks of winter. All right. Ev, go ahead. I'm Ev. You can find me on TikTok at Cafedatrix. You can also find me over on Twitch on the St. Pete by Night server, where we play Vampire the Masquerade. I will be playing Dr. DeSavio Nayet, the CMO and... Cool. Jack, go ahead. Yes, hello. I am Jack. You might know me from my own streaming channel, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension, and it's associated YouTube and Twitter. Uh, right now, I don't have much of anything going on. I'm taking a little bit of a month off after my month long charity drive last month. Uh, just taking some time for myself, recuperating and planning for the future. I have some cool things coming up, but nothing all that current. Might be getting back into some uh, more video game streaming, might be doing some more. Um, you know, just world building kind of stuff. But I should, should, if I can get people to uh, to everything line up, should have some workshops coming up in the future, some interviews, uh, and a new season of RPGs uncovered. So I will drop my links in the chat somewhere, and you can go check me out. But for now, I am playing Captain Irani Ambrose, our half Hellian uh, POW war scarred captain aboard the starship the starship europa as well as all kinds of other fun casts and i am excited to uh to bring somebody new onto the ship speaking of which kendall go ahead hi i'm kendall uh you can find me on kendall bl mezzle on tiktok i usually have dnd content over there and i'm also can be found on the saint pete by night twitch server with where which is where calf calf found me and uh <laughs> Yes, found me in a box. I was fine. Um, <laughs> Vampires in boxes is usually a bad thing. I well, mean, yeah. you know, depends on the box. They're to, they, they're to go boxes. They pile very neatly in a storage container. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'll be playing a Terra Less, uh, a uh, trill that is going to be coming aboard and is an anthropologist. Awesome. Um, anyone who's in the chats, uh, my chat functionality has just stopped working, so I will not be able to reply to anybody, but I'm sure Jack can. Um, I was going to put my link in the show notes or my link in the thing there, but I couldn't. So uh, I can handle that. Um, I don't know why it stopped, but it did. Um, uh, with that, I, don't I have, have chat. The, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think it's because I, the, so I use Restream and they have recently downgraded their capabilities. So I may be looking for a new provider shortly um anyways uh i believe that uh when last we left our intrepid adventures uh some stuff went down that uh evelyn you can go ahead and give us a recap i think some stuff had happened um, down. um so we had the dr joan of the 
the, the doll had been grievously injured, um, needed several organ transplants to survive, and the closest match on the ship was the young, like, 14-year-old doll boy. Um, uh, I don't know. What was John? What's that? Talking about the boy's name, John? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, no, the boy's name is John. The chancellor, Brienne, um, had, was very taken aback when Dasavi said we were not going to sacrifice a child to save someone else. Um, and initially was going to have Joan taken back to her ship. Um, but Dasavi talked her into letting the Europa stabilize her and put her in stasis for a while while we got to work um, replicating slash genetically engineering some adult parts. And um, after a very harrowing surgery where we almost lost her to some brain death, we got her all patched up and awake and um, back to her people. Never mind my extremely loud keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to do that thing that you messaged me on. Okay. Um, and then the, let's see. Kong and Yazbeth got the bulk of the ship back up and running. I think we have torpedoes down at this point. Um, and at that, at that point, yes. Uh, yeah, at that point. And uh, O'Connor and Koba and Koba went out to explore the energy wave anomaly. They found um, chroniton particles and uh, some Romulan debris, very, very tidy Romulan debris. Uh, but from that, we concluded that whatever blew up the ship was, was very likely inside the Romulan ship or like on it. Um, that was pretty close to I think yeah, the bulk I think that of is, the that is mm -hmm. by and large. Yep. Double check sure there's nothing so high point. Yep. I think that was you guys had discovered that there was possibly some cross-mogination betwixt the Romulans and the and mm -hmm. the uh, Adol, although it was unconfirmed and unknown as to what extent and if it was right. voluntary or not. So Right. Yep. And we got the captain disconnected from his chair and up and running on his yes. own. Uh, you also got the SSH at least for that episode uh, and possibly for longer, you did manage to get him into a, a functioning mm -hmm. bot body. Finally got uploaded into his his repair chassis just in time for repairs to be complete. Yes, and, uh, he helped with some of it. He did. He was uh, very helpful yeah. in no, that's true. Yeah. in making organs. Yes. Um, all right. With that, uh, 
the ship is flying through uh through space you're traveling at uh cruising warp uh, on on your way to your next mission um the uh things the, the tension on the ship the mood of the ship is a little high still um the, the things that have, the ship has gone through the crew has gone through over the last few months have been pretty uh demanding so there's a lot of tension going on aboard ship um when we come to koba uh making his way through the halls doing his thing koba go ahead oh no well there is one person who is never going to let uh the mood get him down and that would be the bullion uh security officer uh, uh lieutenant koba and so he is going to go down the hallway uh one of the one of the access hall or one of the hallways and I'll pass out he's he's gone ahead and replicated up actual flyers paper flyers uh that uh say uh a party at the what was the a 10 forward called uh the forward lounge i don't remember what we actually called it i have to look it up <laughs> yeah but party at the forward lounge uh and uh it, it it has little pictures of party hats uh and it says uh drinks will be provided uh and uh he's passing them out and going uh, going up to people uh who who do we who 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 do we see in the hallway i i wonder uh, i would I think it would be fun to see a nice interaction between. I, I think Tong and Koba don't ever see enough of each other. Plus, yeah, Tong, I was Tong. Tong seems like the kind of guy who might be interested in a party. So, All Tong, right. buddy, oh pal of mine. Right. Hello. Yes. Uh, Koba. Yes. Lieutenant. Hello. Listen, have I got a deal for you? And it's absolutely free. Well, that is quite a deal. Actually, it's not much of a deal. For you. Great deal for me. Yeah. So it's a fantastic deal for you. Perfect. And he'll wrap his arm around you and uh, pull, pull, push the flyer towards you. Take one. Party Only one. Flyer. I thought this was a deal. Well, yeah. What's a party if not a deal? Ah. Uh, for a second there, I thought you might be an excellent Ferengi. Ferengis don't spend... Uh, don't throw too many parties. Exorbitant costs. That's uh, that's their loss, my friend. Have you ever you have you never been to a Koba party? Have you? Trust me. The, uh, the Grand Nagus wishes he could come to a, a Koba party. Really, the Nagus? Uh, oh yeah, he'd have to get his way on the VIP list though, uh, which. Uh, I, very important rule you have to be a friend of Kobus to get invited to a Koba party and buddy you're a friend of Kobus do you know the Grand Nagus? not yet but uh, maybe one day as a friend of a cousin who has an uncle who works with one of the Grand Nagus's Grand Nagus's second stepson's third half sister Something like that. Thought you were okay, <laughs> you, you should bring him to the party. That could take a while. Well, then, then bring someone else. Go on. Uh, do, do, there's got to be somebody on the ship you, you, you want to ask to ask on a date. Date? Yeah. You gotta, 
a, a party is a perfect place for a, for a date. Right. What do you do at these parties? Whatever the hell you want. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. Uh, is Coaster coming? But what, I, I, I'm putting in a very a semi-strict rule. No senior officers. They harsh the buzz. I mean, I can't stop them, I guess. But let's just say, let's just say, uh, we, nobody wants to turn the tur- this to turn into a conference. You know? Right. Right. No. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, yes, I will. I will come to your your everything party. That's my boy. And he'll he'll see somebody else and say, "Hey, guess what? I'm throwing a party." As he walks away from uh, Todd. All right. Go ahead and do our opening credits. a long black screen for talking um (laughs) all right let's go ahead and do the uh captain's log captain's log started 50662.1 we're en route to ml prime where a federation anthropological team has spent the last four years studying the, the inhabitants of it pre-warp society that appears to have many similarities to the Trill. Our mission is simply to resupply the outpost and rotate some research personnel. I needed lull in the stress of recent missions. The crew could use something simple. Dr. Tara Less will be relieving the current head of research on the planet, a Dr. Asili Ven. Unfortunately, we have not been able to contact the research team in several days. Hopefully this does not get more complicated than it needs to be. All right. Um, To start out, I think uh, it might not be a bad idea to have an introduction of the main crew to the good doctor. Um, Ouch. Uh, Let's go ahead and do a conference room scene uh, just really quick with the senior officers and 
Dr. Petrales. Um, so has, and has Les been on the ship or? Probably for at least a short period of time, like the, the, the general initial greetings, but not the mission briefing stuff. Okay, so, so Tara Les is replacing the person who is already on the planet. Correct. We're dropping her off. Okay. You're dropping her off and picking him up. That's the plan. Gotcha. This is a very large Uber. Yes. Yep. It's not as big as if it was in the galaxy class to do something like that, but you know. Um, and that's basically what Starfleet is. Intergalactic Uber. Pretty much. Let's see. Coaster is probably not going to go because he's busy doing stuff and doesn't like talkie talks. But Yezabeth being the acting head of um, operations. Costa awesome. fulfilled his social duties for the next 10 years. Right. And he talked yeah. and he was in a whole episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And I don't have the picture for there because I didn't get a chance to upload it. Um, all right. So you're in the conference room. Um, again, you haven't had contact with the planet in a couple of days. Uh, it's been probably three or four days. Um, I imagine that this would be a good opportunity for the crew to begin discussing any plans, any any things like that that the crew might want to do as far as, you know, I don't have contact with this these people and we don't know a whole lot about the planet. Um, so a good way probably to... also have Mills and or Koba as the security heads. Yeah, I got Mills there. Okay. So, although Koba can also be there, it doesn't really matter. Um, so go ahead. I'm trying to find the conference room and I can't find it, so. Um, all your PowerPoint presentations have been assembled as necessary. Um, Okudified. Um, as I said, though, the, the, the ship, the, the crew that is supposed to be on the planet, um, it's a four person team. Um, they rotate generally uh, about every six months when supplies are dropped off. Uh, the, the primary research heads, um, there's two or three of them over the course of the project. Um, the good doctor that's with you today is one of the leads. Um, she's being rotated back to the planet, whereas Dr. Venn is just getting ready to leave. Well, it's supposed to be leaving for his rota- from his rotation. They generally spend one and a half to two years on the planet, the leads do. Um, it's project's only been going on for about four years, so there's some, uh, depending on what's going on with the planet, the, the researchers, the research leads sometimes stay longer or shorter, depending on what's going on. Um, the yeah that's all i got for that um to set up again you've been trying to contact them um the last report that came in from dr ven was uh was seven days ago the last time he made contact with anyone in starfleet was four days ago um the last message that he sent uh didn't there wasn't really anything out of the ordinary uh as far as anyone was aware like his it's just a standard um contact so May I ask if there's anything in particularly we should be discussing? Because well, I mean, you've got no content right now. You're just going to show up a planet and there's not, you're going to have no, no plan to do anything. So the plan here, the, the idea for this mo- moment would be to discuss either what's going on on the planet, who the, who's supposed to be what, you know, like you're missing a crew member. You're missing a whole has, possible team. Right. Has Dr. Les been on the planet before? Is she part of the rotation or is she new? Uh, part of the rotation. She was one okay. of the original people on the planet. Gotcha. Okay. 
So. Well, doctor, uh, doctor, less. We haven't had much communication in the past week or so with your team. I was hoping to hear from uh, Dr. Venn, get some more details as to the nature of what is going on. Uh, I'm hoping this is still simply dropping somebody off and picking someone up. Do you have any inclination why there might be some sort of communications blackout? astrological problems, geological equipment failure. Perhaps, or perhaps he got caught up in his research or they had a new evolution. They, that happens rather quickly with these. Mm. It's, it's and a... by that, I mean, right after they are bonded or during the assimilation of the bond or within a generation from one to the next. It is quite fascinating. It is very quick. It is very, very quick. And it's all stimulated by their form of a symbiote. Are we talking large-scale physical manifestations or simply societal changes? Both. Both. Hmm. They are accelerating evolutionary, technologically and culturally massively by the year. Well, I'm sure that is fascinating, but to me it sounds strategically dangerous and tumultuous. Agreed. I think of Did you have something, Dr. Oniet? Makes your brain freeze. <laughs> it's, not an, it's not an exact comparison. It's probably not an accurate comparison. Um, but it brings to mind viruses that run through evolution very, very quickly. Hmm. Well, hopefully they'll be able to pass on a lot more physiological data to you when we meet the team. I'm assuming, Dr. Less, that's wherever you are operating from, they are operating from is properly secured, camouflaged, maintaining the prime directive. Of course, they have no idea we're there. We're mainly obtaining observation. That's unfortunate. Unfortunately, having read a number of these reports, these observation projects have a tendency to be observed themselves eventually. Yes, they are still... Researchers get a little too eager. Well, that's why we rotate. Once we get to that point of eagerness, we tend to be moved. And then once we're gone long enough, eagerness fades and we're able to be returned. Well, let's hope we are still properly on schedule then. Yes. Do you have any information uh, about how how will this transfer be taking place in order to maintain this secrecy? I assume we can simply beam into wherever you are 
performing your observations. Yes, that sounds about right. Well, unless you have any inclination as to why there might be some sort of communication blackout, I, we can only proceed as we are. With, we'll attempt communication against once we're in orbit. With their accelerated technological evolution and their progressiveness with it, at least part of them, they may be blacking out for the sake of not be, be, being detected. They are still pre-warp, but they are advancing rapidly. Now, pre-warp covers a long technological range. Are we talking industrial, space flight, inter, inter-solar? Hold on a sec, I gotta read the thing. It's somewhere in here. <laughs> are we dealing with people who communicate through Morse code taps, or do we have to worry about radio waves and Mid-industrial. They were just as a, a, a when they were discovered four years ago. They were mid They were the ah. beginning of uh, mid-industrial, early to mid-industrial, um, but they advanced very quickly. And in, in the last four years, they've had something along the lines of of eighty years of human growth. So, if they were mid-industrial, mid nineteenth or late nineteenth century. You add 80 years to that, that's where they should, that's roughly where they would be now. Any idea why they're advancing as rapidly as they are? Are there other outside influences? The, uh, the working theory is that the bonding with their symbiotes on their planet has accelerated their, that sort of growth for the sake of them being prime hosts. Yes, has about stretch in our chair. Dasavi uh, will actually look to Yezabeth. Is that from your recollection of Trill history? Is that roughly how Trill society advanced as well? Uh, well, depends who you ask, I suppose. Uh, the symbiotes have been a key, uh, a key driver of the way. Trill society has evolved, but because there are only so many of them in existence, uh, there it still requires society to advance uh, in. It still requires the mechanisms of society to advance at a at a normal pace. If the the symbiotes here were ubiquitous, I couldn't imagine how fast they could go. They, they would they would be able to build instantly upon their foundations rather than needing to be retrained every generation. They are very similar to ours, but they are able to walk on land. They are amphibious. And they live extra, very long lifespans, much like ours. What percentage of the population actually is joint from our observations i'd say half but half that other half is not willing to be joined and they have slowed down in their um evolution so to speak elizabeth will audibly hiss and she'll say trill the history has shown that 
when there are haves and have nots, it never ends well. Oh no, it's more of a um, philosophical difference than a uh, persecution on one side or raising up of another. But I. They well. believe things are moving far too quickly. Some of these people are using these accelerated technologies from stone houses. So we could be looking at two rapidly diverging civilizations on this planet, one that is far accelerating past the other. Yes. Do they cohabitate? Or have they separated uh, themselves off? There has been a divide. I imagine they're eventually going to be completely separated. Much like a... I don't really recall. Is Are there any humans in here? This is Atticus. Uh, Mills. Ambrose is half human. Raised on Earth. Mostly human. Yep, the security officer is human. Much like how um, the uh, Neanderthals and the Homo sapiens separated. I didn't use the right word, did I? <laughs> You're talking about speciation. Yes. Back. The act of becoming a new species. It very well may be happening because of the of the physiological evolution that these people are going through due to these symbiotes. Well, from too many civilizations' history, when one set of people is diverging and continually divergent from another set of people, it tends to breed conflict. Would you expect a civilization to exist without conflict? No, unfortunately, certainly not a pre-warp civilization. But a civilization moving as quickly and as divergently as the one you described could very quickly become chaos. I find many civilizations are born and always have some sort of chaos, regardless of how pretty they look on the outside. It's what makes them so interesting. I suppose I'm more concerned about the chaos of gunfire, explosions, troop deployments. War. War. There are are certainly examples of species that have coexisted on the same world, but been able to set aside their differences. Um, that tends to happen, especially when uh, they find out a, lar a larger galaxy is out there. After the prime directive has been broken. Common enemies usually bind people together. But as far as At they're concerned, the, while the enemy remains. But as far as they're concerned, they are the only enemy. And they, I don't think they fully comprehended that they are enemies yet. But they may very well in the next year. I mean, do they see themselves as enemies or do they simply see themselves as a portion of the population who has chosen to they both remain see as is? They both see themselves as better than one or the other. 
one of them sees themselves as moving evolution, moving very quickly and rapidly. The other views themselves as purists to who they are. We have examples of the same thing in troll history. Um, oftentimes when uh, people believe that they believe that another sect, section of the society is getting an advantage, uh, they tend to uh, find justifications to vilify them in order to exact a form of justice. Exactly. They usually find their own moral standing and stand on their little soapbox and decide that they are right. But with these sorts of things going on, usually there is no right and no wrong. It's just simply people. Well, unfortunately, if if this was mere ideological differences, this conflict, if it comes to one, would play out as it would in any of the myriad of planets across the galaxy that have faced similar societal problems. Unfortunately, one side will rapidly advance past the other, and being traditionalist or not is not going to help them when half of the other half of the planet develops atomic weapons while they're still firing muskets. Do either side show any indication at this point of any sort of warlike society? Well, with these ideological differences, and I imagine there are more than just this one. I imagine there are other factions within these sides. There is yeah. always a military. And with this sort of technology rising, there's Yes, always a military, always. There are going to be fights, there are going to be skirmishes, and there are going to be disagreements, and not everyone will want to solve it peacefully. This conversation may be veering towards academia, which I'm fine with, but I need to remind everybody in this room that we must remain observers. We must adhere to the prime directive. We can't interfere with whatever ideological squabbles they have. Even if that means half of a population is destroyed in atomic war. That may be, I'm hoping, that is far outside the scope of what should be a few days to rotate one person with another. My main concern, however, is what sort of tumultuous environment the person down there may currently be in. If in the past six months or the past week since our last report, this has erupted into violence, has erupted into weapons testing, has made strides in new detection capabilities, those are the concerns that I have, practical strategic concerns involving our mission. So I need options for when we get there, best case options, worst case options. They are humanoid. So if you want to blend in, send your humans for the ones that look humanish. Doctor, could you manage an appropriate prosthesis? 
it should be easy enough. Um, I assume the records are on file. Yeah, that stuff wouldn't be hard to find. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if, if they weren't, um, she would ask Dr. Less for uh, access to her records. She'll give it if she's asked. Yes, but we'll uh, say, uh, with your permission, I can convert the modular laboratories to an anthropological uh, um, configuration, uh, allowing us to, if we, allowing us to assist more with the study if necessary. I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. We have the means to do so, so I don't think it would be problematic. We have plenty on our crew who would benefit from that as well as this mission. I would also recommend that we drop out of warp early at the very edge of the system, perform long long range scans, see what sort of detection capabilities they have beforehand so we can properly evade telescopes, radar, whatever they may have at this point, as well as a strategic assessment of what sort of weapons capabilities they may have. Certainly, they wouldn't have anything capable of damaging us in orbit, high orbit. Hopefully, uh, I but we'll need to approach, wait. and we might need feet on the ground. Uh, Mills will suggest, uh, sir. I, if I may, we should send a security detail down first if we can't make contact to ensure there of aren't course. any dangers to the doctor and her team. Of course. Thank you. I can't imagine they designed orbital weapons if they didn't suspect. Uh, or any uh, any orbital enemies. It depends on whether or not our teams have been discovered. It also depends on whether they've made satellites yet. Yes. Because they may and not make weapons yet. Weaponry. They might not be, have made weapons yet. Or they may not have made anything to sweep out to see how much is out there yet. But they could always always make satellites for the sake for their own sake. Not to mention Telescopes, radio, uh, telescopes, and otherwise. Uh, I can I can reroute the harmonics of the ship to avoid any kind of primitive uh, stellar observation techniques. Very good. Dust off the playbook from a few centuries ago. We may need to avoid some antiquated technology that may also be interspersed with much more modern, or at least advanced in their terms, technology. We'll proceed as we. They've... Sorry, Doctor. Sorry, I'm just. It always excites me to visit the civilization again. They advance so quickly, and it's amazing how quickly they go through all of it. But it's also worrying for the fact of their physiology, and how quickly it goes. How is their physiology handled? I have not. We have not gotten any bodily samples, so to speak. We have done some scans, but nothing that involves getting close enough to get a good look. But I can't imagine that anything that would cause them to evolve while they're alive would be particular. It would be quite stressful. 
No, I agree that that level of evolution creates a great deal of weak points for potential person. It also makes me want to study their symbiotes a little more because it's out with the way that they're pushing their hosts to evolve. It sounds almost to the point of parasitic, even with the advancements. Well, Maybe the virus analogy wasn't too far off. Para parasite isn't a biological. Uh, paras a parasite isn't a biological category. It's simply a description of their behavior. Um, it, it could be both. They could. Anyways, uh, don't let me stop you from doing your um, just kind of gestures to all of this. We'll proceed as planned. If all goes well, we'll reach high orbit, establish contact, and beam one person up, beam another person down. Easy as that. If it's not as easy as that, we can look for alternative beam in points someplace secure. We will need to identify that location. And if for some reason that is complicated, we could always take down a shuttle, though the closer we approach to this planet or any city structure, any major population, the higher risk of detection. So we'll need well, some means to get around that. And well, we certainly have plenty of experienced pilots. Doctor, prepare your med bay for augmenting an away team, however, would be most beneficial. Uh, Yesbeth, I'll have you tend to the sensors and make sure that modular, modular lab is properly calibrated. Uh, Dr. Less, you may have already spoken with specialist Varen, our uh, long-term Vulcan anthropologist on the ship, I'm sure she would be eager to assist in whatever capacity you would need. Actually, I haven't. I haven't really gotten a chance to speak with anyone. I've been trying to get all my things together. It's very, to put it simply, I'm a very messy person. Mm. It's all in there. I know where it is. But yes, I would love to speak with your Dr. Grant. Perhaps we could ever meet at the laboratories. I'd like to make sure we have everything uh, set up in, in a way that uh, in, in in a way that you uh, can use. I'm no I'm no anthropologist. I'm no science officer. Linguist. So it would help to have somebody on there with somebody with expertise to 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 handle the configuration. Anthropologist. <laughs> What? Yes. I said anthropologist. Yeah. <laughs> Anthropological. Yes, thank you. That would be much appreciated. Great. All right. Uh, Captain, do you think maybe we should, somebody should organize a, uh, we should select for a possible waiting uh, if something is going to happen? Might... Yes, I believe Mills has already. Mills, you will take care of that? Yes, sir. Very good. All right. 
All right. With that, uh, that's a good place to, to, to balance out. Um, uh, Yezabeth and company all go on to set up the, the labs. Um, Mills can get her team together. I assume Mills is going to go down if it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do we, this is just my own thinking. Yeah. Do we want to establish Mills more as the, um, uh, the tactical position on the ship and Koba as the away team person. So they have like two distinct roles. Told up to you guys. I tried to do that earlier and everybody objected. Uh, I don't remember objecting, but I'm for whatever you guys want to do. So I, I think we should establish that one of them is the security officer and one of them is the tactical officer. Um, I don't, I don't particularly care which one is which I, I would just love to, Get that established. Yeah. I think that is an in-character conversation I'd like to have. Okay. Yeah. Because Mills mm-hmm. has some thoughts on that. Cool. <laughs> um, that could be a Dasavi and Ambrose thing first, because um, that's where that probably start. Right. Um, all right. Well, before we do that, because that would be a good thing to do in this session, um, let's do. Uh, Let's let's have uh uh Yezabeth Varen O'Connor. Uh Eva obviously would be there. And uh the good doctor, the new doctor here. Um that would be a good chance to for them all to meet, get established. That's a, not a half bad away team either for science stuff. If you're just doing science stuff and not shooting anyone um, or blowing anyone up with explosives. Um don't make anyone shoot us then. <laughs> no promises um so you guys make it to the lab um things are being set up uh, i imagine that vren is um excited not a word that vulcans use. as excited as vulcans right. will show <laughs> sure uh vren will be going from you know station being set up to station being set up you know very methodically and very assertively directing all of the engineers and properly laying out this uh this modular laboratory right um i think as we're going as as we're going Elizabeth will like be giving uh the doctor like the tour uh and she'll just be talking about oh yeah we've got advanced research facilities some of the some of the most high-tech in starfleet our sensors though are really where it's at we can't we have the finest tune sensors in Starfleet. Uh, believe me, I've looked. It, there's, uh, the, you would not, we could find a penny in the Pacific Ocean if we wanted to. Is that where you specialize? Sensors? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll admit uh, I, that's always been an area of interest to me. Uh, I, oh, no, go on. Oh, uh, I think it's been forever since somebody's told me to actually continue. Well, here's the thing is we've got the, we've got, we've got Mark seven, uh, dialect, uh, polarized sensors. That means that they actually bounce off the molecules within the target. And we, the, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I I get kind of obsessed about these kinds of things, especially with sensors. Uh, and, uh, I, I, 
I'm sorry, out of character. I don't know anything about. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I just I just wrote down the the Mark Seven dial of whatever crystals things so that I can put it in the <laughs> in the sheet. Yeah, nice. uh, Yezabeth will uh, go on and on about uh, the kinds of sensors, uh, and she'll say, "Back before I was joined, uh, I used to spend all my time in the in the in the." You were joined. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I kind of gotten used to everybody knowing. Yeah, uh, I'm Elizabeth Hage. Uh, I'm joined with the Hage symbiote. Ah, I've known quite a few people that are joined. It's um, how are you? And how are you liking that? If you'd asked me before I joined, I would have said I didn't want it. But now that I've joined, it's kind of amazing. I I could draw upon the memory. I know what our world was like for the last 300 years from personal experience. I, I've met so many different people, loved so many different people. And now I, I can't imagine going back to that, not having known these people and not remembering them. I'm sorry. I, I know it, it, I always feel like it's kind of gauche to talk about. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm quite curious. It's a quite all right to go on about it. I don't mind you talking. You realize that, right? Do people tell you to be quiet often? Well, some sometimes, but not not most of the time. It's just me uh, thinking that uh, you get flustered about talking about things you're passionate about. Well, it's because I know that not too many people are interested in it. Then make them interested. You are in a fascinating field. If you go on enough, if you tell them enough about it. People will listen to you. They will eventually want to learn what you're talking about. How is it that I'm the one with four lifetimes of experience and you're telling me uh, you're making it sound, sound so easy? Because I'm just me. I'm, I, I gotta say, I'm kind of impressed. It's... Sometimes when you don't have to absorb and think about what everyone else before you has done, you are able to push yourself and advance yourself forward easily. You're able to put confidence in yourself and not what you were. I had a hard time with that before and after I joined. But well, sometimes there are outside influences. What about you? What, what do you... What outside influences are you thinking about? Well, there is quite a bit of pressure in our society, isn't there? Ours, specifically. Oh, yeah. To be the best, to be, to be joined is to be one of the greatest honors. And she kind of says it with a bit of distaste. They push you until you can't. They push you beyond that. And then they push you until there's nothing left. And... I've had two siblings joined. 
Wow, two siblings in one family. Yes, uh, my parents are very proud. But there is quite a bit of stress that comes with being joined. And from what I've seen of quite a few joined people, outside of you, actually, because you enjoy these advancements so much, you are so passionate about these sensors and how far they can go and how much further they can go. Usually they focus on what they were and try to live up to what they were by emulating it rather than continuing. That's a stagnating. That's an interesting way to think about it. I don't think any of my hosts have ever thought of it that way. Well, that's because they wanted to be hosts. True. I mean, I, Jezebel, uh, me, uh, I, mm-hmm. I still haven't quite got a grasp of how to say it. Uh, never really wanted to be a host, but also never really tried. She always just kind of thought uh, she'd never accomplish it. So, didn't bother. And now you see it's not as difficult and more difficult than our society will ever be able to explain. I think I'm going to look forward to uh, I think I'm going to look forward to this mission. I think you'll find the symbiotes on this world fascinating. Sorry? Oh, yes. They're able to come out of the bottom. Did you know they have eight vestigial legs? Eight vestigial? How? What What do they use? Vestigial? And yes. there, eight, there's eight of them? Yes. That's... They must have... They, uh, they must have an extraordinary amount of metabolism to maintain this. And I think oh, yeah. maybe that now's a good time to add Varen to the conversation. <laughs> if you don't mind. You guys can arrive at the, uh, the yeah, it's not a bad spot. You guys are, because uh, you were walking around the ship, I assume that this is about the time you're getting to the lab, because uh, Elizabeth was escorting her around the ship. Yeah. So. And she's just making these big hand gestures about eight legs. Yeah. And she's probably got like a bunch of pads just like stacked in the corner of her arm while she's doing it. Jezebeth like I said, messy. Really sure. Mm-hmm. Jezebeth is just nodding eagerly. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Have have uh, you need to meet our new uh, our guest? Hello, uh, uh, Doctor Tara Less. It's a pleasure. She'll offer her hand. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hello. No, Doctor, yes, I've heard. I've heard some of your accomplishments and that of your colleagues. I am interested to hear how your experiences have shaped your observations. Which ones? I mean, did you have any specific questions or did you just want me to go through my life story at this point? I mean, I could also ask you the same thing. Do you have anything that you are particularly interested in as we are going here? Or did you have any specializations in this field? I mean, there's so many places that could be quite... Oh, I... please don't let me take up the entire conversation. Well, I do have advanced degrees from the Vulcan Science Academy in xenoanthropology, Ar- Xeno archaeology, and paleontology. 
the former will likely be most directly engaged here in this likely brief mission. However, I would be interested in cataloging whatever finds your team may have made during this time and reviewing them once we have left. Given a society that has evolved in such a short amount of time, I imagine that the archaeological and paleontological foundations of this society are much briefer than those of most other civilizations. Yes, the um, overall the evolutionary standard of this species has happened over the last 5,000 years. Incredibly short time, isn't it? Yes, very, I'd imagine, very massive leaps in technology, architecture, arts, sciences, politics in a short amount of time. It would be interested, it would be interesting to find the perhaps a term could be missing link between one set of generational concepts and the next, tracing the likely, I believe, the symbionts. exertion over the evolution of the society. I imagine it's, oh, I'm sorry. Do you think that they're biologically altering their hosts? Yes. I think they're changing the more suitable hosts rapidly. But I also think they are working alongside them in a way that is similar to ours. It's why our uh, our world is very interested in them. I suppose I I know that a lot of people back home would would call that the 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 symbiotes directing trail biology a conspiracy. I imagine there's quite a few conspiracies floating around about the symbiotes. They are a very mysterious being to uh, quite a few people. To my my understanding, the Trill have managed to remain quite harmonious between the Trill population and the symbiote population. I believe largely because, and you can both correct me if I am mistaken, that the symbiote does not directly communicate, think, process, direct, as the trill brain normally would. It simply shares context, emotions, memories. If these symbiotes are capable of being a wholly second party in fully formed mental and cognitive communication and development, that could certainly lead to one species becoming advertently or inadvertently, dominant over the other. That is what we'll be seeing when we go there. They have split apart into two separate, I suppose you can call them sides. One one group of people does not want to be bonded and choose not to be, so they don't. And their their evolution and technology, physiology, and technology has all slowed 
to a rather, I would say, uh, some could call it a normal or more steady pace. And the other continues to advance rapidly on the same planet. So you might find those answers if you look for a little bit. Yes, it would be quite fascinating to see what the short-term observations and the long-term observations, how they would differ. While this project has been going on, I believe for the past four years, I'm sure a much longer mission, closer to 400, would create a much more holistic picture if these societies managed not to kill each other before then. Perhaps, but I imagine most of the information I would know at this point is a little bit out of date. I would say that um, the other doctor that we were, are going to be pulling up would probably have much more recent finds as they are advancing so rapidly. Yes, I'm interested to hear what Dr. Ben has observed. Yeah, me too. Uh, let me know if there's anything you need as far as the lab. Uh, we can, I'm sure we can make it happen. Europa's modular laboratories are able to configure themselves to any template. So uh, I'm sure we we can, I'm sure we can whip up a workspace that you, the two of you can find incredibly useful. Given the rapid advancements in the civilization, it may be fortuitous to set up a linguistic station, one where we can on demand and on as needed, uh, adjust the universal translator. Uh, she'll take out a pad and start typing it. I'll talk to the SSH. I'm sure we have something like that. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Um, with that, uh, let's go back to the bridge. Um, you're getting to the point now where you're arriving in the system, or near the system anyways. I see you weren't going to go into the system immediately because you wanted some uh, some lead time. Mm -hmm. um, Back on the bridge. I assume Dasavi is probably on the bridge at this point. Silva's um, probably steering the boat. Oops. Oh, good uh, lord. And being Varen hurts my back. <laughs> <laughs> Can't maintain that Vulcan posture for 20 minutes. When I was in Brian's campaign, I was playing a Vulcan and I was playing a doctor. And when I played the doctor, I would actually literally lean back in my seat and put my feet up. Mm -hmm. um, and I would either have food or drink in my hand the entire time. And when I played the Vulcan, I would sit as straight as humanly possible. Like, mm -hmm. um, and I could tell when I wasn't doing it, that I was playing the character a way that I didn't want to play them. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, and we weren't even on camera. No, we weren't even on camera. It was all for me. <laughs> um, all right. So on the bridge, um, you've come out of warp, uh, just outside the, um, the radius of the seventh planet. There are seven planets. Um, you get the basic information on the on the solar system. It's pretty typical um, uh, green belt type society, a type of world. Um, there are no other inhabited worlds in the solar system, as far as you can tell. There's large gas giants, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so the seventh planet is the one that's inhabited. No, no, the it'd be the third planet's inhabited. This, there are seven planets. Um, you have just entered just outside the seventh planet, so um, it would be the third planet, much like Earth. Uh, the planet is slightly larger than earth. Uh, its atmosphere, however, is pretty much identical. Uh, it's maybe a little bit higher gravity. The O2 is pretty comparable. Um, 
the only thing you're picking up is is the uh, the sensors are picking up slightly varied versions of radiation on the passive sensors. Um, something that you'd have to do a deeper scan. Um, something that, well, I'll let you make the roll before I tell you that. Um, you sure. are detecting um, radio signals. Uh, you are also detecting a couple of orbital uh, satellites, but they're not, there's not very many. Um, and it's, they're not like incredibly advanced. Um, although there's clearly a, a delineation, like there are some that are like Sputnik level and there are some that are getting closer to like um, mid eighties uh, mm-hmm. level technology, not quite that advanced, but getting pretty close to that. Like the Voyager, like the late Voyager probe. Yeah. So, I, I was yeah. just going to say, we need to make sure we scan not just the planet, but all of the system yes. for objects floating in interplanetary space for things like Sputnik and, and Voyager. Right. Are we going to, are we going to need to do a role to like, uh, send out, uh, a countervailing signals? No, no, okay. no, they, they, from what you can tell, well, we'll do a science role to, so you guys can ask questions about the, the, technology and all that kind of thing from orbit the observations but you know europa is as you said it is the most advanced sensor platform pretty much in starfleet um and between the the incredibly high resolution sensors and the fact that you have an ai who can rapidly uh, uh analyze a lot of that you get pretty quickly there's not much chance that telescopes might see you but beyond that not much else is going to see you and there's no way to master from a telescope it's a visual like they're going to just look out the window and see you um but, but we would I mean, you we would stay, come in behind yeah. behind a planet or, right. or something right you can stay hidden by piloting but physically yeah. there's no like electromagnetic thing you can do you guys don't have cloak um but yeah you could certainly mask yourself around planets and and hide close enough to things that no one's going to see you there are two moons around the main planet it would not be hard to get near one uh, and basically just blend in with it. Um, so yeah, I'm sure Star. I'm sure Starfleet has basic do not detect the flying saucer uh, yes. strategies. Yes, and th- this is like these are not the saucers you're looking for. This would be similar to like someone coming to 1950s, 1940s America um, with slightly more. Like it's it's odd because as you're looking at this, you're seeing a difference that there is there are, you know huge areas of the of the planet that are clearly somewhere between bronze age and middle middle ages and there are big portions of the planet that are you know somewhere between 1930s and 1980s america Mm. um so it's and there's you know they're they're quickly you can you can see and the doctor will be able to tell you this too there are buildings that are fairly modern 1940s frank lloyd wright type stuff right next to buildings that are like the plains of or the plains but the the hills of of scotland you know, Rob Roy like level stuff. I mean, to be fair, that's true in our world too. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot more prevalent uh, in their larger cities. Like you don't in New York City, you don't really see, you know, a, a ramshackle or a, a a thatched hut roof, thatched roof hut next to a skyscraper. You know what I mean? No, Whereas that kind of happens here. So go ahead. Oh, and so give, they're more intermingled. They're much more intermingled. Yes, as in the technology is they're the technology has advanced faster than the building has, has, you know, than they've been able to build stuff. Infrastructure takes a long time to replace. It does. Um, all right. So go ahead and let's do a science role to be able to answer you guys a bunch of questions. Um, I have not, you have zero momentum because this is a new session. Um, I have threat, but I don't remember how many I'll figure it out later. Um, go ahead and give you a threat. 
All right. How many you want to give me? Just one. Okay. Uh, do uh, uh, does uh, Tara want to assist? Uh, we can do this together. Sure. Okay. Uh, um, no so, yeah. so just just roll one dice uh so so first open up your sheet obviously not do that yes um let me open your sheet so i can see what we're doing on the sheet near the side you'll see where it says dice rolled um on that you'll click uh the number of dice to roll which is the task roll number mm -hmm. of dice um and it's between one and five obviously you can roll one um you're not changing the complication range. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, I believe you probably have a focus that applies to this. It would be. I have history, anthropology, linguistics, psychology, and archaeology. Yeah. I guess technically you wouldn't, but I would it's just say because of the, for extenuating circumstances, because of who the character is for this session, go ahead and add a focus. You would normally only be able to add a focus if you had a focus, um, but you are a studious individual. Okay. Uh, anthropology makes sense to me it could work yeah literally doing this about a civilization right a civilization that you've studied which is why i would give it to you either way sure. um, now under attributes you're going to select the two att the attribute and the discipline that are going to apply to this uh so in your case it would either be well it'd be reason and science probably okay so that one yep that one yep and then you yeah. click the little starfleet logo in the purple box and that's your one roll it's really that simple. There. Okay, great. And the ship assists. And the ship will assist. Um, I don't have that up though, so if you want to roll I for got it. That. Got What's it. the difficulty on this roll? Difficulty is going to be zero. Okay. So we'll get to ask a lot of questions. Yep. Ooh. Which is why the difficulty is zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, momentum. Or seven questions in this case. Um, you can save what you want of that for later. Um, one, two. Go ahead and start asking. The information I gave you is information you get for the base already, anyways. So, so you can just ask questions from off what I asked you, what I've already told you guys. Actually, uh, we get three bonus momentum too. Okay. Now that's an opening roll. Sometimes we do our <laughs> opening set. Uh, <laughs> Uh, difficulty zero roll and we get like we get nothing we get one or two momentum and then we use them right all right all so you've right. got three bonus momentum those go first and you've got seven bonus, seven momentum after that so uh, you probably should ask at least four questions this will help when they start launching nukes at our away team right yeah okay so first first question uh where is the science team located on the planet um i won't I won't make you use one for that base. the the oh, The okay. location, the location where they are, is outside one of the large major cities. You can you see the sensors. You see you see the bunker on sensors. I, uh, I think the better question is, it's intact. What is the problem at that location? Yeah. Gotcha. What is their situation? Um, without communication, without direct communication, um, what you're detecting is that there are no human life signs in that facility. There are, however, Emil Emil life signs in that facility. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That's not good. Nope. And by human, I, I assume you mean Starfleet personnel yes, of various races. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The majority of people that are there should be should be human. Of the, all the lead scientist was a trill. So can we detect detect their life signs elsewhere? Um. Uh, no. 
Um, although okay. you are detecting, no, I'm going to say no. no. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's no not, way to they detect would not remains, detect is there? Remains, you could, you would, there really isn't a way to detect remains. Okay. So. I mean, there could be. Why not? There could be, but it would probably be more of a specialized scan than this, than this one. So I'm going to say, you do not detect any, you, you do not detect not any powered scanners on your scanners Outside from this distance. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, if, you, uh, if you have any questions, Kendall, feel free to jump in. Just any with these kind with this kind of role, this is any kind of obtained information. Yeah. There's an obtained information that I can spend. Okay. So you can just ask a question and Jeff has to answer it within the scope of the role. Right. And anyone can ask the question. So I'm just gonna get Ambrose's main singular important question out of the way. What sort of weapons fire strategic analysis do we need to keep in mind for this this area how did they break in how violent was it how did they die were they nuked or, or are we dealing with muskets what, what are we working with um you'd probably have to get to get more detailed information you'd probably have to send down a team or something close to it what you can tell is that there was there doesn't appear to be any damage to the structure and the the security field the primary security field the the holographic field generator is still intact have they advanced to the nuclear age? Yes, there is atomic radiation. Okay. Um, also, I'm going to use one because I meant to tell you guys this anyways. Um, the ra- you're also detecting a, a specific kind of radiation coming from the planet itself. Um, it is very minute. Uh, it is also something that was not discovered by the ship that originally came here, nor any of the subsequent um, transport ships that have, have been this way. It's something that really only... Europa's sensors are calibrated enough to be able to, to catch. Um, it's a very minute radiation signature, um, uh, but it is present and it only extends about five or six miles from the surface of the planet. What kind of radiation? Um, it is a it is an unknown two star fleet radiation type. Um, however, it has similar frequency to a biological to, to biological organisms, as if something on the planet were radiating some kind of radiation. It's non harmful to humans. It is non harmful to. I love how Star Trek classifies yeah. radiation. Yeah, it is an admission. <laughs> Can you be a little more specific? Is this where is it? You said five miles above the it, it is emanating. It is emanating from the planet and goes no farther from the planet than approximately five miles. So it is the atmosphere is some kind has some sort of radiation in it. So okay. the, the planet's crust is ejecting a radiation. Essentially, it is emitting some kind of of particle, for lack of a better term. When you say when you say emitting, that could mean a lot of things. Yes, but you also say it's like coming out five well, miles. Coming out. All right. So the atmosphere of the Earth is about what three miles deep. Sure. So that's what I mean by it's emitting. Like it is part of the atmosphere. Oh, so this not a specific place. It is not a specific place. It is the entirety of the atmosphere. Okay. Um, Okay. Everything on the planet is affected by this. Everything on the planet is it is within the atmospheric range, just slightly outside. So like if you were there is there is an omnipresent background radiation. Correct. Filling the atmosphere. Akin to not necessarily in makeup, but in um, uh, essence, I guess, to what we were getting from the RN. No, because they emitted their own sort of signature too, right? 
They did, yes. Um, this is this is not like that. It is well. I mean, unfortunately, radiation is just energy term. of various right. frequencies and wavelengths. Sound is radiation. Light is radiation. It's just right. not harmful radiation because it's not fast enough. Right. So, are we dealing with radiation that is fast enough to damage things? Yeah. It is not uh, harmful radiation. It is an emission yeah. of some sort. Are there satellites? Sense. There are satellites. There aren't very many though. But so it's somewhere between. Radio and microscope. <laughs> Can I ask, why do we think that this radiation is significant? Because um, it was mentioned. Because it was mentioned. It'll come <laughs> up. It'll it's come up. Brian. It, it will come well, I'm up. Just saying, I'm just saying, there's like, there's there's always going to be like background radiation in every, every this planet. This is a, a unique what type of background radiation. This is right. And you, yeah. It's a non-native? It is native. It is not, it, it is not something Starfleet has encountered before. Right. So it's, so it's new. It's not in the records. And okay. you said it is a biosignature of some sort. Right? It does seem to radiate. It does seem to be on the similar frequency to a bio to 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 biological yeah, that, things. That's where I'm confused. How is radiation biological? Um, it is in the same frequency. OK, so it's hard to explain. If I tell you outright, it gives everything away. So right. Well, hold on to it for a minute then. Um, there oh, is oh, oh. there is something strange about the atmosphere here that is unique to this planet radiation or not get away of the word radiation whatever it is there's a unique thing in this atmosphere that is unique to this planet can you give us a clue as to where we're st- where we can investigate this out like how give us a plot lead here if if you it's, don't want to give us the whole thing it's, tell on, us. it's on its way <laughs> yeah look at there Wait, patience okay be patient we'll well, we there. are we missing like a team that's on questions. the planet you also still have like eight questions left right that is not i will tell you this it is not uh don't track this lead down like it's uh it will come up it will okay all right so the, the, okay and shortly at that so okay is there any sign of any recent warp signature in the system uh no okay are there any signs of conflict on the planet yes um there's also signs of a recent uh um, there are signs of ongoing conflicts on the planet, nothing to the scale of nuclear disaster and like that. Um, no Holocaust type events. Um, small and mid- medium scale events are happening at the moment. Um, so is it more is it more than what there we would expect? Slightly, yes. It is okay. definitely an advancement from any kind of conflict they've had previously. Are, are they using caliber weapons, black powder and bullets? Are they using lasers? Are they using um, early, uh, early 20th century type, type weaponry? Yeah. So bullets. Yes. Tom guns. Yeah. Like early machine guns, rapid fire, semi-rapid fire, bolt action gotcha. weapons, that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Think like early World War One. Um, good questions wise all right there there was there is evidence in the atmosphere of a relatively recent um hydrogen large-scale hydrogen oxygen burn so something that was probably launched um similar to what you would experience so something like you would see in the atmosphere as if a shuttle had been launched okay so a chemical a chemical rocket a chemical rocket yes okay. a large chemical rocket and something trace that you can. 
Um, something on the scale of pops, perhaps a little larger than the Saturn V, um, which is a big one. Uh, it The trail goes into the atmosphere approximately uh, above the atmosphere, actually, just into the near space of the planet. Um, there is a ship that is um, that is orbiting the planet at this time. Um, it is a it is emitting. Uh, uh, I don't know, radiation again is the wrong word. There's an energy signature of the ship that is not consistent with uh, the technology that would be found on the planet natively. It does, however, have something similar to a Federation technology signature. She'll, uh, Yezabeth will look at the look at the readings and she'll go. I'm detecting some kind of Federation technology aboard that that craft. I I, I don't know what it could be, but uh, the 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 sensors are picking up something there. We have life signs in the craft. There are currently life signs aboard the ship. It seems like there are three Emil aboard or Emil aboard the ship. Um, as you are scanning, the ship goes into not not or not warp, but high impulse speeds away from the planet and towards uh, one of the exterior planets. Not exterior planets, but you know what I mean. Is it, um, is it moving in a ballistic pattern, as if it is shooting towards it, or does it have control of itself? It appears to it appears to be a controlled burn. Okay. Not burn. At this point, it's actually using impulse engines. It's using impulse engines. It is using impulse engines. So we're we're talking 0.5 light speed. Or faster. Or faster. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she says that, that thing is moving way faster than a rocket would. Yes. That is not a technology they would have. No. Um, are we close enough to the planet or the ship for Dasabi to get a Yes. Uh, Ambrose was on the same line. Uh, to get a, a mental reading? Mental yeah. reading. Okay. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Um, what you both, what you get uh, at first is a sense of excitement, which quickly turns into uh, agony uh, and then sl- then fairly quickly actually fades away into uh, just n- nothingness. On the ship? Yes. Somewhere about like five stop. miles from like, the surface. Nothingness, <laughs> that, as in yes. we, nothingness as in there is no more mental state. Yes, as in they are like, probably not alive. They're dead. Yeah. Right. We really like just died while we were watching. Yes. Okay. Um, Asabi kind of pales a little. Her. I assume you felt that as well. I did. The ship does proceed now at a ballistic rate, uh, at a ballistic um, pattern away from the planet it does not slow down it just is going now uncontrolled get a lock on the trajectory of that ship i'm sure they have eyes on it but once it passes beyond the range of those eyes i want to pick it up that will take longer than i'm sure we plan to stay here maybe not given that speed but we should recover that technology uh Captain, we could beam someone over. Uh, and we could keep the rocket on its course. They shouldn't be able to detect if we beam the team over to take a look on the inside. We don't know exactly what happened to them, why they died. That's not... I wouldn't recommend it, sir. 
there's a bit too many unknowns and it's coming our direct our direction quickly as it is. It's also, unfortunately, as I said in the briefing room, irrelevant to what we're doing here. The prime directive has been breached, as so often is the case on these ob observation missions. And now we are in the position as to whether it is our job or not, and the logistics of it, to clean it up or not. But as it stands, that observation post has been overrun, Dr. Less. I would not advise that you return to your mission. We should, if possible, recover the bodies of those if they are still down there in a place that we can get to, and if possible, recover whatever technology we can without further compromising their culture. Of course. Um, have, does she have any memory of them having any kind of space travel? They did not when you, last time you were there. Nope. And did she, did she see the, radi the, the radiation? You would not have seen it prior to the Euroa being there. So this is a, that is a new discovery for, for the, that the Europa has made. Yes, you do know of it now, but you would not yeah, know now. of it before. Yes. Silva so will say, Captain, if you want us to catch the ship, I've got an idea. It's an old Maquis trick. We use the deflector beam to push an asteroid between uh, the ship and the planet. We scoop in, grab the ship, and follow the asteroid as it's going, doing our study. As on, on the, on, on, from the perspective of the Earth, they'll just think it's behind, or from the, from the perspective of the planet, they'll just think that it's behind an asteroid unable to be seen. They're probably not advanced enough to detect an errant asteroid being off of its normal trajectory. Will that save us a significant amount of time? I, the ship, as I said, that ship is already coming our way, finding and propelling an asteroid at those speeds. Probably wouldn't be too difficult people to pick up a rock and do it. I mean, the tractor beams could handle that. Mm -hmm. so, and just, I mean, the chances of them actually being able to, like, we in the 21st century still don't have the entire sky map, so. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be too difficult you could just have a stationary you wouldn't even have to go find one that's already moving i mean it depends it depends on like i would think that like we on earth we would be we would be tracking like the apollo as it's in space um, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, so. you, what i'm saying is that they wouldn't necessarily notice the rock being out of place they would just notice right. the thing go behind it I, right. think, I think jack's concern was at least in part that they would they might potentially notice it or that it would take so they might see the rock it. and be like, where did this rock come from? That rock's supposed to be over there. Also, if the rock is immediate is moves to immediately follow the ship, that's weird. Or the rock is going to pass by the ship and the ship will be there before the rock and then will not be there after the rock. And I mean, they won't they won't see us, but a spaceship will just magically disappear. You could probably and the question, I mean, it takes time to go to an asteroid, yeah. move the asteroid at non light speed speed because uh, 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 tractor beam isn't going to propel it at impulse speed, so it's going to have to move over there while the ship is going this way. I mean, at, at point seven or so light speed, we might as well just let it come to us. It's not really time sensitive. Okay, 
And then if you, if you just want to wait. Um, at point five or faster light speed, uh, you reach the end of the, the, you know, the, the solar system relatively quickly. Um, mm-hmm. let's see the, will be 16 minutes from the, from the moon, from the sun to the earth at that point. And I don't know how long that goes to beyond that, but, um, a bit. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I know it's a long ways. Um, uh, but we're not talking like days for it to get to the end of the end of the end of the solar system. Um, you certainly can intercept it. You probably they probably other than radio signal, they probably don't have any way to track it beyond a certain distance, anyways. Um, because you can only see. I'm, I'm putting too much real world science into this. I, anyway, I got you. as I tend to do. No, it's fine. I'm just trying to do math about how long you guys have before you go get the thing. Yeah. Do you want to do anything before I mean, you get the thing? The the side the, from the sun to the edge of the solar system is about one light year. So even at 75% light speed, it would take like three months or so, three or four months to get here. So it might make sense to go, you know, punt an asteroid in its direction. Right. And like again, I'm the, throwing too much science into yeah. Star Trek. Regardless, <laughs> regardless of whether you want to go get the thing or not, do you want to do anything before you go get the asteroid and come back with it? Because you certainly could do that. It's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. Or we know where it's going. (laughs) You should probably organize that away team. Yeah. Right. So back back in into character. You could also, I mean, given the 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 distance of transporters, you could probably just transport somebody to it without being seen. That's what I said. Yeah. If you wanted to transport to it. But there's unknown contaminations. They might have cameras in the ship. Hold on. Can we scan for any contaminations? Or cameras in the ship. You couldn't wouldn't always get the cameras. Cameras, wouldn't the um the delay to be too far away. Yeah, there would be delay. a delay. There would be a delay, but if they had modern if they had technology like we do, they could get pictures back. Mm-hmm. Um True. contamination Is there wise, any way though, install? you could you could disable it. You could like even from where you're at, you could disable the electronics uh, any any necessary like it wouldn't so, be that hard for you guys to put up scramblers to, to interfere with that kind of stuff. Right. It's not a complication of whether we can take the ship. It's a complication of whether they will notice the ship not being there anymore. Right. Um, the There are no biological contaminations aboard the ship that would not be present in the atmosphere normally. You do not detect anything out of the ordinary. And they do actually have... A level, some level of, inter, uh, of, uh, of inertial dampeners, so they were not probably crushed to death by, you know, sudden onset re- acceleration. That, that would be one hell of a failed experiment. All right, we have this new propulsion system. Hit it. Boom. Everyone's dead. Yeah. How do they make this work? <laughs> <laughs> um, so your tricorders could most assert probably tra- like disrupt any kind of radio signals. You're talking basic radio wave. So you could easily disrupt any any radio communications going back from the subtle ship to the to the planet. Wouldn't even be hard. Yazabeth yeah, probably could do that without even pick, like like her pinky could just over jut over and probably do that. Like because she's prepped to make your ship invisible to shit, so she can probably do it no problem. Um, otherwise you can make your way to the planet. It's kind of up to you guys what you want to do. Let's keep an eye on that ship. Intercept any communications that may be going to it probably not from it at this point and we can pick it up on our way out i think our top priority will be properly assessing the situation on planet and dealing with the technology down there okay well i believe mills was 
uh, responsible for getting the away team together. Mills, put together your team and work with the doctor. I'm certainly you're going certain you're going to need to blend in. Yes, sir. Doctor Less. You have first-hand experience on this planet and at least second-hand experience with these people. I don't want to put you in a dangerous position, but you can certainly be an important advisor on this mission, either on the ground or not. I'll go with them. I want to be able to um, bring back what we left. And if I can, I'd like to be able to recover the bodies of my colleagues. Very good. Are you rated for Starfleet issue phasers? Probably. <laughs> I'd say that's up to you whether you have. She's, you sure. Know, she's she's got a type one phaser on her sheet. Yeah. You can, it's up to you what you want to do as far as weapons goes. There's no weapon proficiency in the system. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, that type one phaser. That's she can do that. Perfect. All right. Very good. Yes, Beth will volunteer to go as well. Okay. She'll say, I, I'd like to go as well. Uh, I, I, know, I know I don't normally volunteer for away missions, but I'm got to say I'm pretty curious about these symbiotes. Curiosity, I believe, is what got us into this mess. Isn't that, that what got everyone? In, isn't that what gets everyone into Starfleet, though? At this point, Ensign, this is talking to Ensign. Get uh, Hage. Hage. Uh, it's Mills talking to Hage. Um, I think we have come out of the research mission portion and into a recovery. Okay. Just remember, the Prime Directive exists for a reason. It's already broken, but that doesn't mean we can freely interact with their society. We need to minimize that contamination. Sir? Make it happen. So the away team is going to head down to the doctor's uh, lounge there. Not lounge, but, you know, hospital. I miss going on away missions. <laughs> no on away missions. I keep telling you this, Jeff. Um, the captain goes on away missions sometimes. That's uh, Star Trek. When it's important and enough. As <laughs> much as I don't want to play two characters in a scene, before Mills leaves, uh, Dasavi will actually turn to the captain and say, I think my skills, both as a telepath and as a diplomat, could be beneficial on the surface, sir. Same Toba instead of Mills. Because uh, Mills is actually going to pull Koba because if we mm. need firepower, she wants Koba at her side. No. <laughs> oh. Very good. Oh, you're, you're not sending Yazbeth to the planet? Um, no, Mills, Mills, vetoed, Mills vetoed Yazbeth. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, is that what happened? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's right. a lot of voting that goes on in there. Right. I was going to say that. Uh, um, I, I took Am. Uh, yeah. Mills and I took Ambrose's commentary about uh, curiosity and not violating the prime directive further as as yeah. affirmation that right. Beth was not 
uh, appropriate for this mission. Yeah. So I, I the captain, the captain stated his uh, his concerns. You are in charge of setting up the away mission. It's your call. You could you and uh, Yesbeth can have a conversation if that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that's your call. I, a call that I think Ambrose would agree with. But it's your call. Um, I was trying to figure out who I was going. Like, I was trying to figure out Jack's, uh, Ambrose is not going. Dasavi is going. Mills is also going. <laughs> yeah. Or Koba is going. Koba's definitely going. Yeah. Koba's, Koba's definitely going. I think Mills and Koba should go. Like I said, as much as I, I don't want to play two characters in a scene, um, Mills would go and Mills would pull Koba. She'd want him there in case we are in a firefight. Um, okay. Um, the other suggestion, I mean, depending on what you guys are planning on doing on the planet, I would also suggest sending, you know, another scientist down, perhaps, um, either yeah, Elizabeth can, or Vren. I was, yeah, I was actually considering Varen. Varen for her, yeah. um, anthropology. Okay. We could send Varen. Otherwise, I don't have anybody who would be going. Right. I was trying to figure out that's, that's, um, while everyone is going to get surgically altered, uh, I think visiting that, uh, that Tong. Koba moment um, before Koba goes down to the planet could be interesting. What do these aliens look like real quick? Mostly human. Like, I, this is the picture I have for them. All right. Koba looks surprisingly human. Because he's, he's, he's big and blue. He's a blueberry. So you just have to wash all the blue makeup off. Right. He's gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on those weird underneath. One of those rare episodes we get to see the, the cast that are always yep. in makeup. Without I love those episodes. <laughs> Discovery of that and it was fantastic. Um, so let's see, Varen, the Doctor, um, Mills. We, we need we need to give these these aliens some sort of uh, alien feature. Yeah, I tried to come like, up with a like picture a that I liked of some kind, or I mean. Well, we, we can just make something up. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. need to be on the picture. Um, like ridge or stripes or probably a, like a almost like an ear ring, like a ring that goes over the top of the head from ear to ear with a ridge that comes down the front of the nose. That'd be work. Would work. Yeah. Sounds good. They sound like biblical angels. Yeah, <laughs> true. Except they're not floating above, <laughs> like like, right. a, like a cartilage <laughs> ring around the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. five style. I can just imagine all those piercings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they like hang chime, chimes off of it in their hair. Very fancy like keyring. Kobo will be playing with his hair. He'll be like, "This is so weird. I don't know how you guys do it." Um, uh, Mills go. will tell Koba and privately, because um, I think this is not a conversation that she would be like. Let me just call you out in the middle of everybody. Um, that this is a quick and quiet mission. Uh, but if uh, I, I wanted oh, uh, let's see. I wanted to blow shit up nope. if we got came to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a quick and quiet mission. And uh, I think you and I both agree that why it is not your strong suit. And she'll just she'll smile like she's she's sounding stern, but she gives him that like, uh, you know, convivial grin. Uh, however, that's if, a word of the day. <laughs> a veritable if, festival of conviviality. Sorry. 
if it comes to if it comes down to we have to fight our way out, there's nobody else I'd want at my side. You know what? Same. And he offers knuckles. <laughs> Get the same back. All right. Um I was going to do one quick scene before we went down to the planet or we'll take a break in the ground on the planet. But, uh, I thought it'd be, we, it was talk of wanting to do a Tong and Koba scene. I think that could happen before, uh, the head down to the planet. Didn't you already have a Tong and Koba didn't, scene? Didn't Tong want to do something? Tong, you said uh, you wanted something else. Tong wanted to invite somebody to Koba's oh, part. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's even better because that doesn't involve Koba. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So we're, we're gonna, we're gonna interject some, some levity into our proceedings before we go down and get nuked. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, Koba, uh, while everybody, while everybody is, is setting up on their, on their mission, cause you know, these things take time. Uh, uh, Koba would like to track down, uh, Silva. Tong would like to track down Silva. Tong. Yeah. Who did I say? I don't know. Koba. Uh, yes. Tong would like to track down Silva. Oh, sure. I think Silva just got off her shift. Uh, uh, Ensign Locke is taking over for her. Of course. Uh, and uh, so she uh, goes, whew, uh, get, what a day. Right. Yes. Uh, I, I heard there's a, a, a lot going up, going on up there uh, on, on the bridge and, you know, out in space and all that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm you know, mostly concerned about, you know, making sure our, our engines don't explode uh, and, and our ships stay on. And, and, you know, I'm not spending nearly as much time in the transporter anymore. And you're doing a hell of a job at it, Tom. We haven't blown up yet. That That is, I mean, my, my minor, minor explosion. I mean, just, uh, medium level explosions but you know it just, we, we're, we're doing our best you know what's life without a few medium level explosions mm. you would notice he's like fidgeting with this like very tightly multiple times folded over on itself piece of paper, piece of paper. yeah i think she'll snatch it out of his hands oh uh, uh, um yes that that uh that that's something uh koba uh he you know just ran towards me in the hallway and um Gave, gave me that he's doing something about celebrating everything. I don't, I don't know, but he said uh, I should bring someone and well, you, you can, you, you can, you can, you can see what it's, it's all oh. about. Yeah, I if, mean, Koba's part, um, parties are, are legendary. I heard he held a one, one on his old ship where uh, they had to, they, they had to blame it on the um, that they had to blame it on a uh, virus uh, because the, so many crew members got naked that they had to blame it on a virus to keep from getting in trouble. I I, I heard about I heard about that. I, I thought that was another one of those one of those you know weird viruses that pops up every uh, every generation or so. I I think he's all talk. I don't think it, I don't think the party this time will get that one, but. And so, uh, why? So you you want me to come with you? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, I mean, if if you if if you're going, if if you want to go, then 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 I would I would be I would be going. And apparently, a lot of a lot of people are are going. So 
I mean, I, I guess, I guess we're all going um, there. Right. Right. Yeah. We're all going. I'm sure we'll, we'll just happen to run into each other. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying, Tom? Um, is there, is there going to be running naked running? I, I'm really, I don't know. Uh, but I'd love to find out with you if that's what you're getting at. Um, uh, mm, right. I, I, right now, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Not, not sure what's it, where, or what exactly we're, we're doing. Well, trust me, I've been to, I've been to, I know how to pardon. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I was, I was telling Koba, uh, did Ferengi don't tend to, uh, you know, hold, hold too many celebrations or, or or festivities or parties or anything. They're they're exorbitantly expensive and and, and you know, quite quite wasteful. Well, that's a shame. Well, right. Uh, you should come to this one, and I'll tell you what. Why don't we meet at Why don't we meet at your quarters? I'll come to your quarters. And we'll pick you out something nice. You can't go in your uniform, not to a party. Right. Right. Other clothes. Yeah, you've got to have something. We can replicate you something. Don't worry about it. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and take a few minutes uh, to adjust and do things. I can turn on some lights.
we do this every week. Yeah. <laughs> The backstage discussions are fun, but uh, they we do run over sometimes. That's why I switched it from five minute breaks to ten minute breaks. Yeah. <laughs> you you should uh you should put up polls during the break for yeah. the audience. I don't know how you would set that up, but you know sure. we come up with a discussion and just quickly, hey audience, do you like Wixana Choi? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, the audience question. I'd have yeah. to make them available to the public afterwards because I stopped doing that. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they don't need to know our response. Yeah, they don't. Right. Yeah. You guys have a poll, and then we'll just talk about it, and you'll never know what the answer was. Yeah. <laughs> audience, audience, you tell us if Loxana is great. And then we'll tell you if you're right or not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> YouTube, leave a message in the comments. There you go. There you go. Like, follow, subscribe, and one day we'll have. I could cut these bits out. I could just drop them on there as shorts. I don't yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. see those these are the the Patreon conversations that should yeah. be going on. Yeah, for sure. let, let, let's go get nuked. So let's do that. Um let's all right. not get nuked. When we last left off, uh we were getting ready to go down to the planet. Uh mm-hmm. we are not going to go do the ship thing right now. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> ouch, okay. Uh so you get close enough for transporter range, which isn't hard to do because the transporters in the ship are extremely long. Um DeSalvi would like to get a telepathic scan on the planet before we go down, just to kind of get an idea of. I mean, the, there are. I mean, it's probably entirely too much. It's probably two, two, two and a half billion lives, right. probably. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's pretty loud. Okay. Yeah. So. still playing with his hair. Um, <laughs> so uh, you beam down, and we've got Vren, Dr. Lee, uh, Dr. Les, Dr. Oneit, uh, Mills, and Koba. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> when you beam oh, down, I would, like, I, I would like to spend a momentum to bring a phaser rifle. Back. That is not a momentum. That is a threat, sir. Oh, I'll take a I'll do a threat then. That's that is escalating uh, as escalation. That is a threat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, when you land on the planet, oh wait, you're taking a phaser rifle with you. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it on the shuttle, but I want to make I want to establish that it's we're beaming, aren't we? You're beaming down. Yeah, we're beaming. Oh, good point. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. uh, I'll take. uh, I'll keep that thread, but hey, Um, (laughs) I took it off. So yeah, that would be that would be uh, a little too obvious, I suspect. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now we could spend another few days in orbit and have the SSH de- design a phaser rifle that looks like a Tommy gun or something, but <laughs> just hide it inside the SSH and take him down with you. <laughs> yeah. Cause a, cause a highly advanced robotic shell is so much more discreet. Than a Definitely not. At a <laughs> well, you can put a holographic well, projector over it, make it, make it a, make it a K-Lon. We, we just paint it brown and put stickers on it and, you know, tell them it's a child's robot. Mm. Um, all right, so you beam down to the planet, uh, mm-hmm. the five of you. The first thing you set you note is that uh, the infrastructure of the planet is not as advanced as you would hope. There are still a lot of uh, you're you're in a fairly major uh, region. Uh, I assume you beamed fairly close to the, the 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 bunker. Is there any reason we couldn't just beam straight in? Oh, you could beam right in if you want to. Actually, is there any reason why we why we couldn't just beam everything we want out? Uh, other than knowing what you want, um, you could, right. we, we wouldn't know what we were looking for. Yeah, you'd have to beam. The, you could beam the whole structure. And we really need to replace the plot batteries in our in our sensors for this episode. <laughs> um, 
I mean, what information would you want? The people that are in there, or you could bring the whole structure up, the whole computer core and everything up, I suppose. But yeah. I mean, usually when we have a problem like this, there's some sort of planetary interference that messes with the transporters because, I mean, really, ideally, we would just go, okay, oops, voom, bring it all up, let's leave. I mean, we would, that still wouldn't tell us what happened, and we've got to figure that or out. Or the extent sure. of the damage or where the bodies necessarily are. You could probably find uh, the bodies if with enough searching, or, but... Yeah, or if they, they're still alive. They could, they could have been taken away from here and are maybe hidden somewhere and, where we can protect them. And, Another thing is that there are a meal in there. Yeah, there are actually people from the planet inside the bunker, too. So, yeah. Okay. It's more interesting to go to the planet anyway. It's just the logics of the episode, why you wouldn't just start beaming things all over the place. Oh, you absolutely can. I'm I'm prepared for it. (laughs) If you want to beam it all up, go right ahead. I feel like there's plenty of reason for us to just go down. No, I I like the argument that there there are people there. If we just start beaming things about, they're going to see the beams and that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've already um, seen a lot of weird things, but this would probably traumatize them. Yeah. Um, Do we have an idea of how many are in the bunker? Uh, probably about a half dozen. Not a real big bunker. It's enough for four people to live and work in for a year in time. Six months to a year in time. It's not huge, but... Um, so are you going to be into the bunker or near the bunker? Near. Um, when you, when you arrive, um, if there's a cliff overhang, um, much like you would see from the episode where they, they, uh, who watches the watchers, the episode with the Minnetonka, um, which it's funny the name somebody after sandals, but all right. Um, the, the infrastructure of the planet is less advanced than you would probably have anticipated. Like there is clearly some fairly modern buildings, but there are streets that are still kind of two track in some places like they don't really have they have like motorized vehicles but they're not anywhere near the level of uh, of a a more advanced society like they just they're clearly out their their technological advancement is clearly outpacing their production ability um, and the infrastructure building capabilities like they're far outpacing that so it's a very odd mixture of like if you think back to the the pictures of new york city in the early 20th century when cars were just Uh coming around there's horses and people walking all Mm -hmm. over the place and it's very much like that but with like 60s level technology in some places well are we beaming into a city or are we like on the the side of a mountain near the outskirts of a city um, uh of of a fairly significant city like it's not huge but like yeah like uh like near the like the the other side of the tracks near an alleyway kind of thing it's it's not in downtown um it's definitely near the wilderness side of things um, but the population yeah, so is—it's probably about a six-thousand-person city. I would hope that science team was smart enough to put their bunker not in the city. Right, we're not yeah, beaming yeah. into an alleyway somewhere. We're at—I mean, are, are we? Or are we beaming at like the Hollywood the sign as opposed to LA? Yeah, has uh, the city expanded to the bunker, and that's how they found it? Yeah, it's really more of a—I wouldn't say quite as far away as the Hollywood sign, but similar to that. Yes, um, you can oversee the city. You can, there's a few houses not far from where you are. Um, but yeah, you're, you're out far enough that you're not directly in the city, but you can see over it. Um, and you're also not directly in the bunker. You're still probably a good five minute walk for the bunker. And we need to Bobo. send these, these scientists back to plot school. Kobo <laughs> <laughs> will, Kobo will make a, uh, a wretching noise and we'll go, ah, fossil fuels. Uh, I fucking hate it. I'm allergic to smoke. 
What kind of smoke? Uh, fossil fuels. Like back on my world, we don't. We, we never bothered with the stuff. Um, some kind. Uh, I don't. Fascinating. How did you? How did your people proceed from mechanical locomotive to beyond combustion engines? Worm juice. What kind of worm? Fascinating. I'll show you when we get back to the ship. They're amazing creatures. It can be used for anything. And he's delicious. Uh, as you approach the bunker, you can see that there are a number of people walking in and out. Um, they are uh, they're dressed in what you would almost consider like, um, I mean, they're definitely uniforms, but they almost look like they're designed for uh, contaminant, preventing contaminations. Um, like uh, isolation suit, that's what I was looking for. Um, they're not quite as, they're not quite like full ETs in the house kind of things, but more like the latex suits you might wear. Um, like and we say suit. they're they're like slightly decorated, like Mass Effect Corian suits. Sure. I, I have this image in my head of these like very flamboyant, artistically dressed people. <laughs> so Mills is, so is in charge of the group, right? Shines on your earring. Oh, <laughs> Dasavi is technically in charge of the group. She's the first oh, yeah. officer. All right. So, so. Kobo will look to Dasavi and say, What if we beat them up to take their suits? Use that to sneak on in. Let's, let's save that for plan B, Lieutenant. Okay. Well, then what's plan A? This is clearly like a government organization that's going in to take and review and analyze things, so. Right. Uh, Savi will turn to Dr. Les. Uh, you know these people better than we do. How would you advise me? On the spot. Yeah, I need to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look. I'm going to be shocked if anybody thinks of a better idea than them. <laughs> I think well, that's we great. Dealing with you, you might have to not have to knock them out. They're, you could probably get suits, though. We are dealing with a political and potentially military organization. Their records, I'm sure, are not nearly any bit secured against our espionage capabilities, our sensors, and our ability to manipulate what is likely fairly rudimentary computers at this point, we could get the information we need and falsify documents. Play a part, as right, it were. Don't we have to get in to do that first? Not necessarily. We should be able to do that remotely. I no doubt way. they have computer software that is anywhere on par with our simple tricorders. Well, that's assumed. Well, they don't. Let us find out. <laughs> yes. Uh, their technology is pretty simple. What they have in, inside is probably mostly punch cards and, and uh, you know, filing boxes, not really computers inside. However, you are detecting uh, a tricorder that is on planet. Um, it is not immediately here, but it is probably half mile into the city. Yeah, I guess we're, we're even before computers, really. In some cases, I mean, they have I computers, mean, wireless computers, portable computers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we can't shadow run this is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. 
We probably don't need to. That's true. Yeah. Just grab a badge and be like, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Silva, or not Silva. Uh, yeah, Silva. Hey, Silva, go, oh, go uh, replicate me one of these that's got my picture on it, you know? <laughs> Um, but you are detecting a, a, a tricorder connection on the planet. Okay. Um, well, that's a start. Let's connect to that. Is it coming from the bunker? It is not coming from the bunker. It is yeah, from the city. Oh. They are fairly similar to humans in their development, even if it is rapid. So treat them similarly. Just make sure to observe the customs that they are doing so that you do not out yourself as an outsider. There is a reason why the Vulcan Science Directorate spent well over 100 years observing the humans before we made first contact. If they are like humans, we are ill-suited for this mission. Um, the signal that you're getting from the tricorder, it appears to be one of the um, one of the tricorders, obviously from the, the uh, science team, um, and specifically it appears to be uh, Dr. Varnes tricorder you can tell this because they're signature they're signed so they are assigned so do we want to go check out the tricorder or do we want to go to the bunker uh can we remote into the tricorder and just have it do a scan of the area uh you could try sure do a quick scan of that and then go into the bunker. So you're not you're not going there and then coming back to the bunker. Go ahead and give me uh that'd probably be engineering. I think that's probably an engineering role. Either daring or control. Probably mm. probably control. Isn't uh isn't sensors usually science? Well, it's the it's the tapping into the tricorder that you're doing. The sensors are just an automatic thing. So your your job would now would be to what you'd you what you would be rolling to do is actually connect to and override the other tricorder. I suppose um, tricorders can't just do that. I feel like they can just do that. <laughs> well, they network with the ship usually. I don't know if they. Well, I guess we probably network together too. Um, they, they never go into that much. They detail. never go into yeah, that much detail. I suppose that's true. I would imagine it's probably still an engineering role. Anyways, difficulty is only going to be one. So. Okay. Well, it if, was Varun's idea. I say if Varun is is looking a bit um, hesitant, complex is probably really the wrong word for a Vulcan. Nils uh, would would step in and ask, "Would you like me to attempt establishing the network?" I'm less familiar with the uh, security suite protocols of this sort of technology and more versed in utilizing the primary functions. If you would feel more comfortable, if you would be more efficient at establishing that connection, I welcome you to. Glad to make the attempt. Um, as, as it is something that they're designed to do for the most part, it is a difficulty one role. Oh, good, because I hit difficulty one. Good. Okay. Um, yeah, you connect pretty quickly. You do a quick scan, and uh, you definitely detect uh, a trill. Um, 
as well as a number of uh, Emil. Uh, the setting that they are in appears to be one of, um, it's fairly spacious. You got a location where it's at. I mean, you don't get visual record or anything, but um, there is no, the, the doctor appears to be in good, healthy condition. Um, the Emil all appear to be in good condition. Um, the doctor does have uh, slightly altered bio readings than you would expect for a trill. Hmm. Can we detect symbionts? Uh, Distinguished from Emil yeah, physiology? I would, I would think so, yeah. Um, was uh, was Dr. Voss right? Was she a joined trill? He was not he, joined. He was not joined. Okay. Voss or Barnes? Like, you just Barnes. said something about Barnes. It's whatever, yeah, one what, what it's it? whatever one's on the sheet that I got there. <laughs> okay. I think boss is what you said initially. Uh, Dr. Asili Ven, we're both wrong. Oh, Ven. Or, or that. Uh, Dr. Asili Ven. Okay. Um, he was not originally not joined. blended with a trill symbiont. Does it look like he has something else weird going on in his gut? Yes. Awesome. Definitely appears to be joined now. Doctor, uh, do the local populations have a particular name for their symbionts, or do they simply refer to them as you would in your culture as symbionts? I never. They simply refer to them as symbionts, as far as we've seen. There are a few slang terms, but nothing of significant note. It is fascinating how your culture and other cultures like these do not place linguistic importance on the distinction between your symbiotic blendings and more on the actual experiences of said blendings. Yes, well, symbiotes are usually not for the sake of scientific, but for the sake of memory and feeling. It's almost completely instinctual. I bet it's easier to put something in your brain if you if you think it's supposed to be part of you in the first place than if you otherize. They are certainly good at blending themselves into whatever host they put themselves into and make them all that want them to remain there. Stunningly um, profound for Koba. <laughs> Koba's smart sometimes. It is a biologic oddity, a fascinating one at that, that the Emil symbionts seem to be compatible with trill physiology. At least for the moment. Yes, I do believe it would have, it may be related to the radiation coming from the planet. It is possible that we need to consider Dr. Venn compromised or even taken hostage. We should make some sort of attempt to rescue or neutralize them. Did it say um, it was in, he was in good health? Aside from being blended with an alien entity. You might want to talk about first contact protocol when it comes to this. Is If we take the symbiote back to the ship, is that breaking first contact does the symbiote count as a, as a, as a sentient creature for those purposes that is 
hotly debated. There are a good number of things to consider. Um, the implications on society here, if we take them. Dr. Ben's current state of mind, how much the symbiote has influenced their decision making. And conversely, how much the symbiont has gleaned from the past of Dr. Venn. If they are yes. capable of free access to their entire memory record, as Trill symbionts seem to be, the prime directive would seem to be well and thoroughly compromised. Yeah. They are extraordinarily similar to our symbiotes. And... Yes, and Dr. Vin would likely have an extraordinary amount of information for however long the symbiont has been alive. Well, listen, my big question in all this, how did they find the blind in the, the bunker in the first place? They shouldn't have been capable of that, even with, the, with their current technology. Was it, um, Mills will ask, was the bunker... The bunker wouldn't have been cloaked in any way. So there's a holographic projector that goes over top of it so that the, it is not seen from yeah. afar. I'd really like to go to that bunker and take a look. I think everything, I everything appeared to still be intact when you scanned it before. So Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing it just like looked like a rock face kind of thing. Yeah, but go ahead and continue to go. Sorry. I think we should find out what may have caused the situation to become compromised in the first place before we go breaking into secure facilities. Yes, that would be the logical course of events. And I would like to gather whatever is left in there. It seems, however, this culture has not developed the wireless communications network necessary for us to infiltrate their systems and gain the knowledge and access that we need. So perhaps a more direct physical approach could in fact be warranted. Physical, you said. Mills will ask, your Dr. Venn, were they the, are they the sort that would volunteer for something like this? Or do you think this was done under duress? I think given circumstances, if I don't think he would have to be forced to do it, but I don't think he would go out of his way to do it. I think he was very curious as to what was going on here, but not exactly to the point of violating the prime directive and going out of his way to do it. But if the changes were volatile enough here, it may have influenced him. Mm. I think we need disguises. And I think, Are we disguised? I mean, we're disguised as them, but we need to look like somebody who can get into these places. I think that means stealing credentials, personally. Well, we should be able to have them 
fabricated easily enough. We could simply observe much more locally and take the images we find back to the ship and have proper credentials created, at least the documentation. It is unlikely that they have verification means for, well, long distance wireless verification. You'd probably need at least one example of of the credentials before you could have them replicated. You might not, I mean, you'd be able to just see them, but. um, You need to pickpocket someone. you You need to probably get at least one. There is, there, there is to to better to the scene. There is the bunker where you're at, um, not directly at, but that, that they're using. Um, they're obviously taking stuff in and out. They have uh, uh, animal drawn vehicles, um, carriages of some sort, like uh, wagons is what I'm looking for. Taking the the documentation out, documentation and boxes of stuff out of the out of that and down to wherever they're going. Um, at the right vantage point, you can see they have several large tents. Uh, that are erected um the boxes are the t- the tent the carts are going into those likely being likely being unloaded and analyzed in those tents um it's probably about uh, a two mile walk from how many people are in the carts just two do we know if our uts work uh they should okay yeah, there, there has never been a problem. Well, there is, there's never. With there's always a problem of, with the UTs. <laughs> yeah, well, with with four years of of gathered data on the planet, the UTs probably work. Yeah. So we're not trying um, to. Throw so those no, we'll point out the the vehicles as they're being drawn below. Those are probably our safest and most secure bet. Um, how? How many vehicles are on the road at a given time? Like, could we? Uh, it depends. Usually they're, it depends on how heavy load they are, but like often you're, you're seeing like, uh, unless you spend a lot of time watching, probably only one or two, um, like one going to and one coming back is about all you'd see. Okay. Can't they only fit yeah. two people? What's that? Can't they only fit two people? Didn't I, did I hear that wrong? Yeah, they're no, only, there's two, only two people on them. The, they can fit more than two, but they're because they're carts. They could put as many as you wanted on them. Oh, you yeah. open them back. Okay. Yeah, but there's only two on them. Think like a uh, like a a Wild West cart. All right. They're sitting so, on the things. So, one person driving, so one person calling shotgun. So Kobo will say, okay, so should we hijack one and use it to get in? Steal it, maybe? All right. Leave it to me. I've got it. And they'll find a cart that's not being used and uh, untie it and and start taking it. Sure. Uh, give me a clandestine roll of some sort to see, make sure you were not located. Uh, security? That'll work. Yeah, probably. Probably daring and security. Daring and security. I'm good at that. <laughs> uh, I will end you. Uh, I will use a momentum on this. Okay. Nice. That's, three, that's four successes. Nice. Um, you absolutely are able to acquire acquisition and otherwise um, bring about the uh, the ownership, quote unquote, of a cart with a critter. 
Can, can I use a uh, momentum to add that? Well, how much did I succeed by? Two. Can I use a momentum to say that this is not only a cart, but it's also one of the carts that they use and can pass through the gates un, unchallenged? Yeah. Okay, cool. What are these carts uh, pulled by? What are these critters? They're like a, almost like a, like a long snooted cow type thing. So it's large, like a, like an ox would be, uh, but with shaggier fur and a longer snout, like a cross between. I can't remember the thing was called, but there was like a North American, um, kind of like that. Yeah. There back in the day, there was a, back before humans, really, there was a North American, back in that, back in my day. Um, there was a North American like pseudo elephant creature, kind of like that. I have to see if uh-huh. I can get a picture of one. Cool. I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Co- Kobo will ride up to the others and he'll say, "I've named, I've named him, I've named him Tilly." I don't believe you should get attached. We certainly cannot bring this creature with us. You can't stop me. <laughs> now, co- now, co- come on, Tilly will take us the way. An eyebrow. <laughs> you have a zoologist on board. I'm sure they'd no, be I'm just, fascinated. I meant, I meant I'll get attached if I want. His name's Tilly. He'll take us where we go. Hop up, hop in. Uh, are there conveniently hazmat suits and credentials in the back of this Tilly drawn wagon? <laughs> Um, I'd like to say there are immediately. I would say let's we'll go ahead and spend that other one that he got and uh, that other that other momentum that he had. And uh, while whilst he was doing so, he also I see we put all of our plot power in the in the carriage. That's right. That's why our sensors don't work. Yep. Didn't need them. Um, it's, put your faith in Koba. Uh, <laughs> the Koba uh, uh, Koba managed, managed to swipe a couple of uh, a couple of suits and. Uh, one guy's credentials as he was out at the uh, the bathroom. Because why not? <laughs> that seems like Koba style. <laughs> so Koba will, will take one of them. Uh, what about somebody else? Who's, who's Who else is going to give him the suits? Uh, Mills will take one. All right. So we, we get in the front of the carriage and everybody else gets in the back. We'll cover the wheel with a tarp and then we'll ride up into the bunker. The DC Fontana storyline. That's what. That's why you're not sure about the the plots. Um, all right, so you're heading back up. Um, everyone else is in the back of the the cart, I assume. That we said. Okay. Uh-huh. You get up to the main door, and uh, the it is the one uh, access point that is large enough to to get this kind of a cart in. It was probably originally used to bring in. Uh, the kind of machinery you don't really transport like the heavy computer cores and stuff you don't you can transport it but it's not really ideal to transport them um delicate equipment and all that um so this door probably hadn't been opened prior for you know for at least four years um mm-hmm. if at all um just conveniently there's a big one here because that's what the what the writers wrote um <laughs> redundancies right uh the cart manager the the, the oh the guys at the it. What'd you do? I posted a thing in the in the in the, the Discord. Discord that you don't look at. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right thing, but that's the thing I've decided it is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the cart as you arrive at the the, the door, there's a, a guard there who. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. 
That is the exact creature I was trying to describe. Um, the uh, the guard at the door looks to be kind of over over it for the day. Like he's been here for a while. He's obviously not very high ranking. He doesn't get paid a lot of money. Obviously, assuming they even use money. Um, so he's he's paying attention. He's looking at credentials, but he's only kind of half heartedly looking at them. Um, as you're coming Coke. up, he what's that? Koba's going to try to strike up a conversation. Koba is, as Koba does. Okay. You make it up to the front door, and the guard's like, all right, let me see your ID. Oh, here's, here's my ID. Boy, this is some crazy stuff. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. yeah, stupid aliens. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, this it doesn't look like you. What's Personally, I don't think it's aliens. Why do you guys think <sighs> it's aliens? He gained a little weight. It's, it's a sensitive subject. Don't, don't get him started. Mm-hmm. Lay off the donuts, man. Hands you back the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hands you back the credentials. Here? <laughs> have donuts here. <laughs> You've established that you have donuts. Can and now. Can I Kobener? Um. Yeah. So anyway, he hands you back the the thing. Is ah uh, man, I don't. Just hurry up. I got like a hundred more cards today. Oh, we will. We're, 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 uh, look, we're, we'll make it. We, we are the fastest people here. And do you, but real quick, I was just wondering, do you know how many people that they may have found here? Everybody I, else, you mean? I don't, I don't know. The, there's beds in there for four, but I don't know how many they actually found. Mm. Huh. I, I just want to know if I'm walking into a thing where they might be skulking around being all alien. Right. They dangerous? I I don't know. Uh there was <sighs> Give me a, a persuasion roll. Okay. Uh can I do security since I am kind of uh uh approaching him as a fellow approaching a fellow guard? Um Travis. Persuasion under. It'd be present. We don't have that here. Persuasion isn't a skill. It's usually under uh, command. Ah. You do only roll oh. command for that. Oof. Command command covers a lot of the social stuff, but like it's pretty fluid. Yeah. Um, Anytime you can justify using something, that's when you can use it. Um, I'll yeah. say I'll say presence and security is doable. Um, okay. But because you're using an off, I th- I would say it's an off uh, an off class skill, I guess, for like whatever term. I want to up your complication range by one. Okay. Uh, I will not use a, uh, difficulties is base too. So it would be a, it should normally be a contested role, but I'm not going to contest it. I'm just going to base difficulty two. Okay. Two is what you get. Um, so he's like, yeah, I don't know, man. What I've heard from around the, uh, around the the barracks is um when that one doctor came out and and i guess revealed himself the other ones tried to stop him and um i don't know there was some kind of firefight when they when when our people came back i don't know all the details but as far as i know there's only one of them left um wow so wow Crazy, crazy times did he kill his own? Like the firefight was with them? 
Well, it was our people and them. Like they didn't want to um, open the door, <laughs> but we wanted the information. And you know, okay. I mean, I don't get. I don't know all the details. I don't know if that's even true. It's just what I've heard. Well, tell you what, pal. You you said you're near the end of your shift. Why don't you go home early? We're here now. We'll keep an eye on things, and we'll stay here till the next shift comes. <sighs> That would be a huge mistake if I got caught. Um, but you know what? I don't even give it. Have fun. The next cart's not due for another 30 minutes, and I'm off in 20 anyway, so. Relax, Yeah. Pal. May as well. Have yourself one for me. Mm. Don't get stabbed by any of these, you know, alien things that might be hiding out inside. Well, we'll keep our eyes open. You too. He kind of moseys away. Hmm. Okay. So once he's out of out of out of thing, he'll lean over to everybody as we go the last little bit, and he'll say, "Sounds like uh, it sounds like something infiltrated from the outside in, and then got possessed the doctor. Think it could be one of them slug things." I mean, the doctor got a little too curious for his own good and decided he was going <sighs> to It seems more logical, given our advancements over their own, that the doctor, for some reason, in a lapse of judgment, came outside the facility willingly. Yeah, without so, yes, uh, there's so no way they can open these doors. So, what were you gonna say? Go ahead. It's possible that he might have left the facility to get a closer look, but he wouldn't have done it without being disguised. Well, you, you know, know, you know this guy, right? Do you do you have any reason to believe he might have gone off the deep end? There are many reasons people can go off the deep end during the, during this kind of research. But I thought he was more steadfast than being able to go off such things. Just so you will ask, Dr. Les, the symbiotes here, do they need to be implanted? They're amphibious. Right, they're amphibious. Do they need to be implanted like the trill symbiotes or... There are some that have been known to come onto land. So there's a legend in Trill Society that you might know that the first symbiote actually was had quote unquote tricked someone into the pools right. and entered on their own. So they if they're similar in that nature, they do not need to be implanted. It's just better for everybody if they are. But right. there was no surgical stuff to do this earlier. So they've had to find a way in on their own somehow. Somehow. Now I've got the con bugs in my head. <laughs> Brainworms. It is possible. <clears throat> well, it could be possible, depending on how small or flexible these symbiotes are, but have gotten into a vent of some sort. They are smaller than ours. Eight legs. Itself. Relatively flexible in getting out of their underground pods. Ooh. 
Excuse me, the heebie-jeebies. You don't like bugs. No, sir. Back where I come from, we uh, we have all kinds of bugs. It's all rainforests, so there's tons of insects, and half of them will kill you. Didn't you say you ate them? No, we eat the worms. Those are delicious. It's the bugs you got to look out for. Bee bugs. There's a difference? Worms and bugs? Oh, yeah. In texture, nothing else. If you're interested in the culinary applications of various species of insects, you should speak to Ensign Tong. I believe the Ferengi have quite culinary skill with various types of... Yeah. the scientific word for bugs. She uses the scientific insects? words for bugs. You're all coming to my party, right? We'll serve, we'll serve some worms. You'll trust me, we'll enjoy it. I just find food to be a fascinating cultural insight. A person after my own heart. I, I, it's just like I was saying, we've, we've got work to do. We'll talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as Koba is starting to say, we've got work to do. Mills will look at the thought and say, uh, Commander, if, if I may, the longer we stay here, the more compromised we become. Right. Koba uh, will hop out of the, the, the cart and begin looking around. Can I do some kind of check to like examine the area, figure out what might have happened? Um, yeah, let's go ahead and do uh, this. Will be it's a good way to do this role. So um, I have, I mean, I, I the forensics is covered under security, and I do have the forensics focus. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think that. Uh, if there's more than one of you doing the search in the in the structure, um, how to manage to avoid detection and to get the data that you require? Are are we were they driving these carts straight up into whatever facility this is, or are we at some sort of camp outside? No, you you're at the door going into the facility. So the cart itself would go into like the first like like almost like a storage bay, and then from there you'd have to get out and walk around. Okay. So did we talk to the guy at the parking lot, or was he the door guard? Door guard. Okay, we're further along than I thought. Yeah, sorry. yeah. So there's presently not a door guard. Um, so, but weren't they were the only two in uniforms? We were in the back of the cart. Correct. So how did we get from the cart to the door? The you were, you were in the cart, right? So the right. my assumption of the way you guys are doing this is he went and got the cart. You guys got in the back of the cart, the uh-huh. covered cart. Cart right. goes up to the door. Koba talks. Straight up to the door. Okay. Straight up to the door. Yep. Um, and there's no guard to see us. And the guard is now gone. So now you can do what you want to do. Okay. Make sure we And there's no one. Going. Uh, and we know there's no, nothing monitoring us as we're getting out. Nothing that you're aware of. So as far as being able to do it sneakily, I think maybe that should be a complication. That if we get a complication. I agree. Get, uh, um. Who has the lowest skill in security? I think one. I think it's a one. That's the lowest it goes. It's so. probably a tie between the, the, the doctors and scientists. Mm-hmm. All right. Ren has one. So here's what I want to do. Um, because the, the person who's the least good at the, the sneaking thing is the most likely to get caught, I'm going to make that the complication range. Uh, the difference. So it would be a complication of... 
four with gotcha. a difficulty of two. And then if you can lower that, you can you can use momentum to lower it or however you want to do to remove complications, that kind of thing. So I was going to have the Savi telepathically scanning. Sure. Um, can we use that to lower the complication? Yeah, I'll take two off of the complication for that. How how shadow run do you want me to get here? <laughs> <laughs> Please let's not go full shadow run. I fucking, uh, fucking... Uh, it's a fun game, but it's not Star Trek. <laughs> not Star Trek. No, we'll we'll just blindly walk in past all the sensors and all the guards and the sensors are all on your side, right? They're Federation sensors. <laughs> right. They're all our sensors. Let's just do a roll to figure out if we get past the sensors. Our characters know what to look out for more better than we do. Yeah. Can we just, since there are sensors, can we disable them with our tricorders at all? That's where I was going. Too much. You probably could, yes. Although they probably don't have any way to access the sensors. The only person who would have access to the sensors would be the doctor because they'd have to have a tricorder and know how to use the tricorder. Would I be able to have access to the sensors since I've been here before? You would have probably the command codes to the entire building. Okay. There we go. Because you were supposed to be the replacement of the lead, the, the, the research lead. So you the boss lady. Awesome. So would I be able to turn yeah. off all the sensors? I'll say that would reduce the, 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 um, the complication by one more. So you have a complication of one difficulty of two. Okay. So this is a roll to find out what uh, may have happened. Uh, Just to, uh, yeah, I'll get you all the info. Pretty much the, this is the searching the building uh, info get dump. Because this doesn't have sure. to be a real long scene. I'll use three momentum to for four dice. Uh, does anybody want to assist? Uh, um, any second, sorry. Uh, Mills will assist. If we have a value that corresponds with observing places, would that be able to correspond with this? Um, so a val- oh god, sorry. A value would be used to uh, if you were going to use determination, something like that, or if you were going to challenge your determination, uh, to challenge your value to get determination, or use your value to get determination. Um, if it could apply, uh, but it would probably be overkill in the situation. Okay, well then, never mind. A value. It's a value, yeah. A focus would apply here. A value would probably be overkill. <laughs> you could yeah. absolutely okay, do then. it though. Um, we're doing insight security, Jeff. Uh, yeah, that's that works for me. I did presence by mistake, but it, uh, that, that would have been a worse role, or that would have been uh, it's it's fine. Sweet, Jesus. <laughs> two, four, five, six with a difficulty of two and no complications. So uh, you guys are getting all the roll today. Um, difficulty two, so you have four momentum unless anybody has any talents or whatnot that add in that momentum any any spares these momentums um you've got four um what you find is that uh the logs that the the doctor less is able to find fairly quickly uh show that the doctor the good doctor uh barn right barn ben 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 Ben. it's a three-letter word i know that there it is um, Barn is a four-letter word. Ven, v- they're all three-letter words. Yeah, um, a silly Ven uh, left a, a short log stating that um, uh, researchers' log. The rate of advancement that these people are undergoing is troubling. They're not. 
they're advancing beyond the maturity of their species. If this continues, not only will they destroy themselves, but it is possible they could destroy other species as well. The lost knowledge that might be the, the, the knowledge that would be lost should something happen to the, the symbiotes uh, would be it would be tremendous. I've recently discovered that there may be a connection between the symbiotes here and the symbiotes on Trill. I have not yet discovered what it is, and I do not have any real evidence, but there's something I believe. There's a pool not far from here. I'm going to go uh, under cover of night, find one of these symbiotes, and I'm going to... Well, I'm going to do something Starfleet would not approve of. I know that when this document, when, the, when this log is found, Starfleet will most assuredly be upset and judge me for my actions. I accept full responsibility. My team had nothing to do with this. The reasoning, the reasoning for this, this species is too important to allow to destroy itself. I must, I must find a way to help prevent that. I do have a contingency in case something goes awry. Um, I will not allow myself or the symbiote that I acquire to cause additional harm to society beyond showing them a little maturity, helping them get stable. I know this is dangerous, and I know that Starfleet will be short behind. I am scheduling this, I am choosing this time with the intent that Dr. Less arrives. Perhaps I can convince Starfleet that this is the right opportunity. These people are less than five years from possible warp capabilities. And if they do not harness this power properly, they will destroy themselves and possibly a great deal more. I believe it's a risk worth taking. I hope I'm right. And then it ends. Rocky, arrogant, self-righteous. Just kind of grumbling to herself. After listening to that diatribe. Misguided and foolish. Selfish. If they burn themselves, they have to burn themselves. That is unfortunate. It's also but an unfortunate symptom of our field. God complexes. This very well could have done could be doing far more. This is a disrespect to this entire culture. Taking a symbiote on his own. With, and <laughs> with what he Presumably studied. taking reign of their civilization through it. That does yes. seem to be the intent, whether Misguided. discreetly or not. Trying to mature him by trail names. 
it seems his cultural bias has gotten the better of his academic reason. I would agree, socialist. Lieutenant, does it say what his contingency plan is? It does not. Now we must find him. Well, finding him. That has already been accomplished. Their life signatures are detectable by the remote tricorder. Are there any bodies? Um, A quick scan. uh, I imagine Kobo would do a quick, as he's doing the other scans, uh, you would find uh, there are four, there are three um, humanoids in the um, cold storage in this facility. They are, uh, they are dead. They were clearly killed by uh, projectile weapons. What a nasty way to go. You must have, you must have uh, gotten that, that uh, symbiote, if that's what you want to call it, uh, installed it in his brain and used it and uh, taken out his friends with it. To, uh, killed his friends one by one, stopped him in here. Not how it works. Well, no, and Mills will speak up and say, well, no, the guard said there was a firefight between the planet's natives and the people here. Likely he got the symbiote and then tried to go out among the people. The team tried to stop him. Can I find out if that's what happened with the with the momentum? Can I find out who who killed these guys? <clears throat> sure. Six. Um, it wouldn't be hard to to continue through the logs. Um, you'd see that at some point the doctor returned. Um, he he went out that night. Didn't return the next morning. Um, it was some probably twelve or fifteen hours before he returned. Um, he returned with uh, a number of military for lack of a better term, uh, uh, peoples. Uh, The doctors inside tried to deny entry. Uh, The doctor used his tricorder and the override command codes of the station, of the the facility, to force the doors open. uh, And then they were overrun by the people of the, 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 that security contingent, security contingent. Um, The conversation that was had uh, appears to have been, and you can only get snippets of it, but uh, that the doctor needed to prove that, that Dr. Venn needed to prove uh, his claims. And if the doctors inside didn't allow that, that um, he didn't have a choice, but let them in um, or they would destroy everything. So. And this is something they're all watching happen. Yeah, it's it's something that your your the sensors and and security of the Federation facility would have picked up on all of that. Yeah, Tara is furious. Just like white knuckled, glaring at the uh, recording. Regardless of the doctor's intention, we cannot be certain as to the current cognitive state or his own personal retention while blended to the symbiont. When was this recorded? 
about five days ago. Usually when a symbiote is bonded to a host, it takes time for them to adjust. He's True. likely symbionts. in Yes. And these are remarkably similar to ours. It likely takes time. If there's an adjustment period. It varies from person to person, but he's likely still going through that adjustment period where his self and the symbiote are blending. Is there any chance, Bobby asking, the symbiotes on this planet exude some sort of pheromone that would influence people, call them to? Not that one's ever been discovered. Sorry. No, you didn't have the answer to that one. I saw it. I'll just share it to you. But you can, you can yeah. give the answer. Go ahead. We're like, there's a chance, but we are not certain. It usually, they prefer to be in hosts, but the symbiotes on this planet are capable of being alive without them. But it makes things much easier for them to communicate and survive with a host. Colonel said, well, maybe they, we, these things are steering their biology, right? Maybe they're, uh, maybe they're able to manipulate these people into getting them, wanting their symbiotes. Might be the way they reproduce. That's my, that, that's the small shred of hope that I'm clinging to that he didn't just sacrifice. Given his trill cultural bias and the impassioned speech upon record, it is more logical that he was simply psychologically unfit to lead this mission and perform this action of under his own volition. We should proceed under that assumption, introducing unknown variables in a hopeful and misguided attempt to clear their name would be counterproductive. It was really yeah. for my own edification specialist. But Either way, we're going to have to bring him in. It. it wouldn't be the first time some one of these observation missions were led astray by a god complex. Well, how about we blow this place up? What? Or we could simply beam out the technology and the records and the bodies far, far less well we can't, we can't just leave this place for them to study right we just leave nothing to study it Not would take quite some time to transport all of this especially under their noses it also, you'd also be leaving by metallurgy. Like, blowing it up is actually not a half-bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Not ideal, necessarily. Go ahead, sorry, Brian. Regardless of how crude the application would be, Copa's idea is not entirely illogical. Or you we, say, take we take what's important, we blow up the rest. Standard protocol for these kinds of things. I didn't realize Starfleet was so... I didn't realize Starfleet was so 
enthusiastic about explosives. That's trademark cola. Yeah, Mills just sort of like hooks her thumb at the, at Koba with in like a this one. Yeah, but that doesn't. But that doesn't mean I'm wrong. He says not necessarily. It would also force whoever is in charge of all of this to create some sort of plausible deniability cover story. Yes. Yeah. With any luck, they'll. Uh, they, they, with any luck, they'll just put this down to like some freak uh, propaganda that somebody lied about. If we leave it here as proof that there's extraterrestrials, that's a whole nother thing. Would we be able, would um, I be able to get the uh, records back up to the ship with her codes? Yeah, you could do an info dump. Any any physical records or anything they've already taken, you'd have to find a way to get. Um, but I mean like the, uh, te- the um, recordings and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's anything, anything that's on the computers could be easily dumped using your codes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumped I would like light. the bottoms. <laughs> While she's doing that, uh, Koba will just like begin setting up explosives. She'll set it so that way it can be remote activated from orbit. Okay. Like, Where'd you get these explosives from? explosives with you? Yeah. Uh, Ren <laughs> would actually... <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, I can escalate. <laughs> I, I, I was simply going to hail the ship. They are his comfort this... explosives. Leave him alone. <laughs> My emotional support grenade. I, I think it makes perfect sense for Koba to have brought these, knowing, knowing he'd have to probably be doing exactly what he's doing right now. He made his undershirt out of C four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what those utility belts are for. You carry, you carry, you carry the gizmos. Right, but you were incognito. <laughs> but yeah, True. it wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard for Koba and and company to. I mean, you can contact the ship. You have no yeah, problem that... doing that. And have stuff brought down that Koba can then set up to explode the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Koba will do that, but he'll make sure and set it so that way uh, it can be remote detonated. Yeah. From, from orbit. Um, you were also going to have the bodies transported out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Tara definitely wants the bodies transported out. Um, Along with any important equipment. Yeah, there's still people in. There's still people in the room. Like there's not in the room you're in, but there are still people like the the Emil in this facility in the bunker so you start just beaming stuff out randomly they're going to notice it um fair you could but the uh, bodies are in like cubby in like yes they're in the freezers so like they're basically in in a mortuary um Mm -hmm. for lack of better term uh, not a mortuary but a morgue um so they can be beamed out no problem you can beam the weapon the the stuff in you can find a, a quiet spot to do that you can even set them explosives up probably without any uh without with very little potential interference we might make a roll for that um but just beaming out equipment while those guys while they're in there is going to be one of those things that uh that's probably not a great idea also we probably don't want to blow it up while they're sitting in there is the equipment um special uh well we don't want them to have any no i mean stuff. do can can we blow it up as well oh, yeah 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 you i'm just saying if it's special if it's special, we can take it back up with us, like if it's unique. But if it's not, it can be exploded. There's probably like other well. than there's nothing that wouldn't be able to be um, reproduced, or the things that you would get from having the information for having the 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 equipment is probably already um, already written down in logs and such. So there's probably no reason to actually save any of the physical equipment. Um, 
personal items and belongings, maybe, but that stuff's probably already been taken out. What um, would the likelihood of even exploded of them being able to um, study the materials and such? I mean, obviously the data is going to be trashed, but any of the, the metallurgical stuff they might be able to, but I mean, Copa can do a pretty good job blowing that stuff up. Really, yeah. you can use those. I mean, phasers can vaporize metals pretty much like into vapor. So um, it's you could do a pretty good job. There's probably a chance that they would have a, at least some evidence that they could get into, you know, to, to start studying metallurgical things like that. But um, as far as like re reassembling the technology, that would probably be pretty much impossible or pretty close to impossible. I mean, they can reassemble planes that explode, but this right. is a much, much more detailed explosion with technology that's far beyond even where they're at now. So right. you're, it's 400 years more advanced than they are. So, right. Okay. This facility um, is also under its own power. Therefore, that power can be utilized to help facilitate the effectiveness of this explosion and may also provide an efficient means of driving the ML out, creating some sort of reactor leak or overload. I like. I was one. going to, uh, Mills just says, I was going to, I was going to suggest conveniently finding one of, and she just gestures at one of Koba's bombs and clearing the area. I would caution against introducing even more unknown technology to them. I like the way you think, Varen. Knuckles. <laughs> I like the mustache wiggle. <laughs> I think she's leaving you hanging. Okay. Uh, he just shakes his head, disapproving. <laughs> I think my moment of the Walk night. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a, an explosions roll, uh, something to set up the, the explosion. This will probably be um, security. Security. Well, I was going to say it's Koba uh, is doing the lead, and since Vren's idea was to blow up the the the, the power core, I think Vren could do a quick assist. Sure. Um, uh, look, Vren is Vren is an ideal and is an idea person, not an application person. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, um, one does not have the stats to actually do anything other than think. Right. Somebody, if we are plugging the power source into the explosives, though, that would be science, yeah? Either science or engineering or security. Any of those three would really be fine. But if we if we could so. make it a, a reason science role, she'd be on that. But I I would figure overloading a generator would be an engineering role. Yeah, I, engineering would probably be the better role for it. But she could certainly be like, uh, I'm going to ensure that some of this data gets taken care of. You guys go blow that up. Um, that is more of a security thing anyway. So it could be Mills and Cobra. Okay. Um, so let's say, let's do this. Uh, um either control or daring for either of you uh, and then security or engineering for either of you. I think those are both valid. Okay. So you uh, guys can choose how you want to put that together. Mills is going to go control security. I'll do control and security. Do you want to lead on this? I'm, um, I'm, I think Koba I mean, should, should lead. Yeah, it's I think Koba should lead. He is shot to not for explosives. He needs to be. He needs to, I need to do explosive stuff. I think it, it would be terribly focus. unfair if Mills was like, yes, I will take the lead on your explosives. Right. I do not Ryan need to blow something up. And you need like to give Koba a focus in I need to. explosives. Yeah. I need to. And some Plus kind of value that's boom baby or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a talent that I want to. Uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. 
so you got three and caffeinatrix uh have you got one for mills mm-hmm. all right so four so yeah you guys managed to set those up you've got two momentum to spend to do it in style or however you want to do it or i can just save those momentum Anything you um i for? would like to spend at least one of those momentum to make sure they are undetected sure. uh because we need to get the doctor out before we go blowing shit up right so you want I, those to be undetected but you probably want the radiation leak or the overload yes. to be detected yes so yeah We'll do we'll do both of those, um, and we'll set it to our, with with the two momentum. We'll set so you can do that. The 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 small explosives will not be detected, and the large uh, radiation leak or whatever it is you're going to be doing uh, will be detected when you set it off, which you can do remotely using uh, Coba Strike Order. Yeah, great. Um, in the meantime, uh, you do manage to beam out the bodies, um, uh, Doctor. Les, go ahead and give me one more roll. This is going to be uh, just an application roll to dump all the data and erase it um, effectively. Okay. So <clears throat> your role is going to be control and science. And uh, uh, what would the, would that be two on the test <laughs> roll? roll or? You roll two dice and your difficulties too, which you don't set the difficulty on there. You don't have to worry about that. But yeah, you're... you're um, you were re-rolling two dice. Right. That's a one. Where'd that go? <coughs> Stupid cough. Okay, you have one success. Um, the information all dumps. As far as you are aware, it appears to all be wiped. There may be some residuals. Um, hopefully anything that's left will be... Um, boomed. Boomed. But as far as you're concerned... Uh, as far as you're aware, anyways, um, all information has been dumped and or deleted. I need just a minute because I'm coughing myself to death. Hang on. No problem. This will not be a long intermission. BRB. Sorry about that. So everything is set up. Um, all appears to be well on that front. What do you guys want to do next? I think we're going to go to the doctor. Go check out where we go find him. Okay. Unless it works. Um, are you going to beam in and just confront him, or do you want to walk in, or how you want? To, you want to report back to the captain? How what what? How do you want to go about this? We might want to tell the captain. Yeah, no, we definitely need to tell the captain. I, I um. 
DX step two. Okay, there he is. He's got headphones on. I'm assuming he yeah. can hear us. Yeah, I'm here. I've Tara should here. not be making any decisions about what happens because she is angry and she is visibly angry. <laughs> um, so you guys head back out um, of the facility. Uh, take the cart a little ways down. Maybe probably ditch it and head out uh, in a ways uh, so you can get your uh, some calm time in. Not ditch it like, yeah. oh, you, you still have access to it um, in case you want to go into town. But um, make a quick contact to the bridge. And uh, I don't know what you guys want to tell him because, I mean, Jack obviously uh, knows what's going on. But Right. Uh, so Dasavi will uh, await the captain. Go ahead. So we have, the bunker has been compromised. It would appear Dr. Venn took it upon himself to merge with one of the symbiotes in an effort to save the civilization. He, in the process of all this, got the other three team members killed. Uh, We have rigged the bunker to explode, uh, created radiation to evacuate it and keep the mill out in a safe distance away. The next plan of action is to acquire the doctor who appears to town at a facility. I would agree. The doctor has put us in a difficult position we cannot apprehend him without abducting the symbiote precisely nor can we remove the symbiote and leave it here with the knowledge that it's gained he has forced Our hand has forced Starfleet's hand. I cannot in good conscience simply abduct this symbiont and confine it, kill it. It is presumably its own sentient being with a right to live and a right to dictate its own destiny. But it is now seemingly locked with one of our own. We may have to consider proper first contact far before it's appropriate to do so. I think you should proceed as I assume you had planned in locating the doctor and finding some way to discreetly remove them from their environment and either speak to them there or the damage has already been done. We could transport them back to the ship and try to impress upon the symbiont at the very least how dire it is that their civilization is not contaminated any further. Given that he readily 
and from from the logs with little hesitation sacrifice the lives of the rest of his team members. I think best we isolate him from the eyes of the Emil and be directly to the rig. I agree. Under normal circumstances, this doctor would be taken back to Starfleet and tried for clear crimes. However, that would be subjecting one of the local population to that procedure and its verdict. And I cannot be certain, perhaps you can down on the planet once you meet them, how much there is of Ven and how much there is of this new entity. Regardless, I will have to contact the local admirals and likely get a first a proper first contact liaison team sent out this way sir i would advise if possible that you isolate this doctor and impress upon him them at this point the importance of returning to the ship and Hearing what we and Starfleet has to say on the matter. Questions, objections? I don't think we should give him the choice. As much as you are correct in that putting him through the typical course of action forces another life form to go through that course of action as well. The risk to the risk to the society is I think it outrageous. He was concerned that they were evolving too quickly and were going to burn themselves out. They were within five years of warp. With the information holds, I think all he's managed to do is accelerate the process. I would suspect as much, especially if that information is falling under the hands of their military. If a sacrifice has to be made, and I think we are in a position where the choice is one or thousands on thousands. Um, and uh, throughout this conversation, Ambrose has probably been sensing some anger from Dasavi. Um, and when she says sacrifice, it's almost like part of her brain flinches. Um, and and there's a, a flash back to standing in the room with the, with the Chancellor with the Hadal and Dr. Joan. 
he's put this planet in a far greater predicament than the one he intended to save from. Situations are a lot more nuanced and complicated and volatile outside of your medbay, are they not, Doctor? They are. You've changed a lot in the past few months. If I was in your position those many months ago, I probably would say the same thing. I may still say the same thing. I agree. I, I don't think the choice should be his theirs as to whether they return to the ship and face the consequences. The question is what those consequences will be, the fate of both of these individuals. Find them, isolate them, bring them back, and we'll go from there. Ambrose out. All right. What you gonna do? Uh, well, let's head into town. Um, as a group, you don't have any real trouble getting into town. Um, <clears throat> the cart gets you most of the way. You probably don't want to take the cart through town because it is clearly a military cart. Mm-hmm. Um, probably draw some attention that you wouldn't necessarily want. Um, and you don't need the suits anymore because you're not doing isolation stuff. So you, you have the appro- appropriate, uh, camouflage to get any farther than you, the farther than you are. Um, the town go ahead when I think we're done with the cart I'm going to loosen the 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 straps on Tilly and run free uh, Tilly you've served us well for your service I offer you your freedom go I know it's difficult but I, I'll miss you too <laughs> It takes two step forward to the nearest trans. That's exactly what I was going to say happens. <laughs> it's almost like I'm a GM. Right. Koba, Koba has a little tear in his eye. <laughs> you know, that's a domestic beast, right? Like it won't survive five minutes in the wild. Uh, look, it has a chance. I don't think it does. It is likely this close to the population center that it will wander into someplace and be noticed. Probably. <clears throat> oh, well. Like your stray cats. Very large stray cat. They'll have, they'll have a sweet taste of freedom, Bernie. Speaking of sweet taste of freedom, we should get the doctor so we can take away his freedom. Yes. All right. So you're heading to where the doctor was, yes? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you make your way through town, and as you get closer to where the doctor's signal was, uh, things become more um, more refined. The, the streets are more paved, mostly with cobblestone and such. Um, which appears to be a choice of aesthetic, not necessarily a requirement. Um, <clears throat> the building that you arrive at is a large, um, almost sandstone style building. Um, it's, or limestone, I meant not sandstone. Um, it's a large limestone-ish type building. Uh, it looks like an official building. 
um, very similar to what you would find on Earth, probably even at that point in the Federation's timeline uh, as a uh, column buildings. Yeah, probably a columns. Um, columns make everything official. I was going to say obelisks. Um, oh, no. <laughs> not, that your kind, obelisk. not that kind of obelisk. Um, <laughs> that's another whole case. We have a history. Um, but uh, definitely a grandeur that is uh, designed for intimidation or at least uh, uh, impression, um, an ostentatiary of sorts. Um, when you enter into the, the main chambers, it's a large uh, oval uh, or circular, sorry, not oval, circular uh, rotunda area, high ceilings, big staircases. Um, it's very typical of what you would think of, uh, what we as humans would think of as uh, like a capital building sort of thing. Um, it's not real well guarded. Like it's clearly um, people are kind of on their own recognizance here wandering around there's a big block of cheese in the middle of the room um <laughs> nobody's gonna get that but uh the uh the signal leads you up the stairs um you get all the way to the main uh set of doors uh they're heavy wooden doors like a, a heavy sort of hardwood well stained and well ornated um there is one man standing outside the door uh, he appears to be um much more diligent of a of a protector than the previous guard you encountered was he is wearing a, a official looking he's he's dressed in a very i wouldn't say official looking but a very um definitive or de- defined um styling and has an obvious weapon on his hip i going to pull out his phaser and look to Dasavi. think we can be more discreet than that is there is there anyone else around outside of the guard no uh, i mean there's people milling about on the lower levels but not on this level cool he'll make a karate chop motion crude but not dissimilar to my own line of thinking it seems you have a penchant for conversation I, however, do not. Can't you do the nerve pinch thing? Yes, that is where my argument was logically leading towards. Oh, well, then I'm distracted. You nerve pinch him. Indeed. Perfect. <laughs> so, can Varen do a nerve pinch roll and then I can assist by distracting him? Yes, that's fine. I don't know how nerve pinch rolls actually work. It's not something we've ever done. Uh, in my experience, my limited experience, mechanically, they work badly. <laughs> yeah, no, if you do it, so I'm just gonna have I was work, like, I will give you momentum or threat or whatever it needs for just to say that I nerve pinch him and he drops because that's how it works in the shows. That is how it works. So that's what I would probably do. Um, because it, in, in the game, you roll and very rarely in my own experience, do you actually do enough damage to drop somebody? In, in which yeah. case, why are you nerve pinching? The talent right. is kind of lame. I think, I think we should just. Yeah, it's a narrative thing. Yeah, give yeah. me do one roll for me though. Give me um uh I want a presence in command roll out of Koba. So let's go ahead and do that. And then if that succeeds, difficulty is gonna be just normal too. Um if that succeeds, then then that gives Ren the opportunity to just what, what sort of 
what sort of facility are we in? Are we are we like their headquarters? Is this a commandeered police station? No, it seems like it's probably uh, like a legislative building. Okay, so it wouldn't make sense that he's taking a captive, a rebel rouser. No. Okay. No. No. This gotcha. is this building is probably some kind of either legislative or administrative facility. Did you want to spend any momentum? I didn't see what the role was yet. I, I rolled a zero, so, but I'm, I'm, I was assisting. Oh, I was having you do the main role. Oh, do the main role. Okay. Yeah. One role today. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, two successes. So you need, um, you walk up and, and start conversing with the gentleman. Um, he's like, I don't know that. Are, are you supposed to be here? Oh yeah, of course I am. But I'm, I'm, I'm Nykar. Nykar. Are you on the list? Uh, yeah, of course I am. Here. And then he'll lean over, uh, uh, start pointing at the thing, uh, distracting. Yeah, he looks down just a little bit into to whatever you had and then promptly goes to sleepy time with a nerve uh, pinch. Koba will catch him and drag him and then set him in the corner, as they do on Star Trek. Yes. Uh, just leave him on the side of the wall. No one will ever see him there. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's fine. Uh, Perfect disguise. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll quickly run in. All right. The door is not locked. Uh, it is not hard to get in. I think my computer just crashed. Um, but we'll oh, no. hopefully continue. Oh, it did sort of crash. Oh, no. I'll be back. Oh. Hang on. Okay. okay. It didn't crash. It just... I lost my my screen and stuff, so it'll be back in just a second. Uh, yeah, it looks uh, there's a there's a delay. We might not still be. Are we still live? I don't know. Hey, hey, chat, are we still live? <laughs> it might come back in a second. It's supposed to auto reconnect. So okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, I, I got a few. Very brief. Uh, it's frozen and it's catching up. There we go. Yep. Still frozen. Give it a minute. It needs to breathe. Yeah, I've got it set up to auto reconnect, so it should. Yeah, we didn't drop from live, but we lost all of our cameras and. Yeah, yeah, that unfortunately that may not come back. Um, Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Can folks still hear us? Um, Hang on a second. Uh, right, I could just turn Thanks the volume back on. Hello. Of course, test, there's test. a delay. There's a delay. Test, test, test. This is me testing, so that way... There's always a delay between here and Twitch. Yep. Test, 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 test. Test, test, test. Still testing. I see that I'm moving again. On, I'm still on camera, yeah. which is unusual. You're, You're still on camera. I'm getting sound. All right, well, let's finish it up. Yeah. We're pretty there's, close to done anyway. Yeah, there's okay. a heavy delay, but there is still audio. Yeah. We'll finish right. with the audio. Uh, it is, it's happened before. This is uh, an error I'm trying to sort out. I don't know what causes it. Um, uh, we haven't had it in a while, so. Um, so you were, the doors were opening. You were opening the doors. They were not locked. You were heading in. Um, there how is, many, go ahead. either by scans or by telepathy, how many people are in this area? Or there, is this like the doctor's office? three people in the room, the doctor and two others. Okay. Kova will definitely draw us right there. Um, Mills will 
We're probably, look, we're probably going to have to shoot someone. Possibly. Let's try and do this as quietly as possible. Um, the Savvy is going to try... I don't know how to do this. Um, the door, what, okay, so what does this room look like? Is it just like the doors open to The doors open up open into a, a large, like, uh, well-furnished room, a lot of heavy woods, um, have big thick carpet, uh, well, not carpet, but like rugs, couches, mm. a couple guys, um, sitting on big pluffy plushy um chairs smoking what is equivalent to a cigar and drinking what is equivalent to brandy um conversing um two guys are facing away from you and one is facing towards you uh one of the the doctor is one of the ones facing away from you okay we're in some sort of lounge probably more of a um like a study or like a um, like a back room deals kind of room. It's a, a lounge for backup, lack of a better term, yeah. Okay. Do they definitely see us coming in, or can we sneak up to them? The one guy will definitely, once you open the doors, you will definitely. Um, they're sure. they're loud enough and heavy enough doors that they're not going to be silent to open anyways. Okay. Um, so DeSavi will tell Cobit and Mills to have their phasers ready on stun, um, but to wait for her signal. And okay. she's going to try. It does not... I couldn't find where it says in the book. The Alpha says that Betazoids have the ability to influence emotions as well as feel them. To do what? Um, emotions as well as feel them? To, to, um, so it says common psionic abilities of Betazoids extend from sensing thoughts and or emotions over, over projecting thoughts and emotions to manipulating the minds of others. Yes. Um, so I would like to try to manipulate the two that are not the doctor into believing they need to leave the room for whatever reason. This is a huge divergence from season one to Vossi. We had this yes. very moral conversation beginning of last season. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. She is not happy about this. Yeah, that is a that yeah. is a uh, a moral uh, questionably thing. But go ahead mm-hmm. and make that roll. Uh, I'm gonna say it's. Crap, I, don't know. I I just want to point out this actually is in the book. Uh, it's That's in, I couldn't find it in the book. I did a quick Google search, couldn't find it's, it. It's in one of the later books, but it's uh, telepathic projection. I put it in Discord. Uh, okay. it, uh, it requires the telepath talents. It's it's a talent itself, uh, but it says. Uh, uh, you can uh, you are also uh, you, you can use this offensively to overwhelm a target's mind with pain inducing psychic noise. This requires a presence plus security check with a difficulty of two, inflicting stress equal to your presence with the intense effect. Okay. So if you want to use those rules, that there they are. That's not too far from what I think you're trying to do. I mean, you're not trying to hurt them, but no. definitely, definitely inflict some kind of mental stress on them. Um, right. Um. That was control and security. No, present, present security. Mm. I would, I'll allow that if you want to do that. I would actually 
personally, I would go with presence and command. But either one is fine. I'm debating. I, She's I'd, debating. I'd almost um, go with control because you're kind of manipulating their mind in a control sense. But I think yeah. presence, presence is not, probably the more responsible. Less debating on the role and more debating <laughs> on the lesser of phasing them and stunning them or getting them to leave. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, neither of us like this. I'm going to go ahead and say that you're going to do that unless you want to, okay. unless you want to challenge the value emotion in a crisis only makes things worse. You would challenge um, the value and then you can, then you could not do that. I'm not going to challenge that value because I think she is with everything that just happened. I think she is a little more wrapped up in her emotion than she ought to be. Um, and I think the reason why you, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. She's like, she's trying to mitigate an already bad situation and she's not doing it. In a very way. Right. Um, yeah. So let's do that. Um, we said control command. Uh, Presence and command. Presence command. Okay. Which is the same numbers for you. So. Uh uh. My controls are 10. Presence is nine. Oh, yeah. I was reading your reason. Sorry. Mm. <clears throat> uh, um, right. I am going to use that momentum that we have. Okay. I can't see it anymore. So I believe you. <laughs> uh, there is a moment down in the corner, unless I'm reading the thing wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when the when the thing crashed, I also lost my roll twenty. So. Oh. All right. So I got two. Hopefully, I just which got was, I think. Got yeah. Right. Two is difficulty. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. Um, I just refreshed the page, so the the ah. roll twenty page, so that should come back up for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that succeeds. So uh, this says inflict stress equal to your presence with the intense effect. Yeah, I'm just, you don't have to roll. I'm just going to have them depart. Um, mm. They're going to stand and um, they they kind of stand with this, like, look, this uh, almost pained and strained looks on their faces. The the one that's facing you. Um, the other one turns and looks at, at the two, at the, at the four of you um, and has this almost glass eyed look. Um, and there's there's certainly clear some pain on his face, but his eyes look glazed over. Um, and they look they both look at the doctor and it's like we I I uh some paperwork waiting back in my room. I'm gonna and they just kind of leave. They both kind of just almost in okay. not in a lockstep, but they're they're definitely departing in a glazed phase. Um can I ask, can we not do that? <laughs> I think it's a little late for that. <laughs> Are we are we talking X card here? I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely a thing that is going to be a problem later as far as uh-huh. story. This will have to. repercussions. <laughs> yeah, that's not even so much the why I'm saying it. It's more just we were talking last time about how uh, we weren't getting much action in the game. Yeah. And we get to a point where there's 
it's finally time for some action and we decide to get away. Um, I I think it's unfortunately a decision that has been made by the character. And yeah. I, if it was a thing that I was forcing on you guys, I wouldn't, I would, I would agree, but. And when it comes to action, I'm more interested in personable, per, what's the word I'm purposeful, purposeful firefights, things that are purposely unavoided, yeah. whereas this is easily avoided. If if it wasn't go, if Ev was not going morally objectionable, my mind powers control. on anybody to stop a fight, then what's the then you don't have to fight at all anymore. If it happens, well, this, still- is not, this is not a, an action that would normally be taken, and not one that she is likely to repeat in the near future she is and and we're talking two people lounging having a conversation not a squad of klingons mm-hmm. purposely trying to invade the ship yeah okay that would definitely right. not happen in that yeah. I, I i think this is narratively interesting and you know logic creatively logical however you want to put it right um i, I thought you guys were just gonna go and shoot them that's what i was planning to do but this is where we're at so uh, that is repercussions that will have to be done. I, I, I was this close to uh, Varen guising as a reporter. <laughs> nice. Um, so they do, uh, they do depart the room, and the doctor is is uh, looks over his shoulder. And, um, can I uh, help you, Doctor Ven? Savi simply says five to beam aboard, one to the brig. Assuming not one of these ones, <laughs> not one of the no. four. Um, a six to be more. six. It's five. No, five. Elskova. Yeah. Just no. Beam six. six. Find a sixth six. person to be. However, the how many he can be aboard. That yeah. five. Five. Koba, the doctor Mills. <laughs> Desavi's also here. Vren right. and the new doctor. That's right. six. There's yeah. six. Yeah. Six. So. I am two people today. Yes. Um. The transport is not difficult. So. You guys all beam aboard. Where are you beaming? Just are you, well, the five of you are just going to the to the, the transporter pad. Um, yeah. So, the five of you arrive in the transporter pad. Uh, I I think, I mean, for for narrative interest, uh, instead of beaming, then to the brig, could they just all show up on the transporter pad and Ambrose be there? Um, I'm not opposed. Is to. Ven really a security threat to the point where we need a we need to have them in the brig? This obvious line of thinking is she doesn't know and she's not willing to take a risk. Yeah, okay. killed sure. three people. I mean, we just we just mind we just mind people mind, minded up some people. So I don't sure, know. Yeah. he killed all of his other he's killed all of his other Federation allies. Like, sure. uh, yeah, sure. I don't want this guy running around. Um, but when once you arrive back on the ship, I, I'd say that. Uh, Ambrose certainly could be in the transporter room waiting for them, um, all but the good doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, or else you could just move to the uh, a moment where Dasavi can talk about whatever. So, anyways, the five of you arrive back on the transporter pad. Um, you can set the scene how you want to from there, or we can jump to another scene. Uh, welcome back. All of you, uh, you're all you're all here. We don't have any unexpected guests. Uh, did you bring me in, any souvenirs? Did you pick up anything fun down there? Did you see anything interesting? No. I did. Tom, Tom really? Press, press, press this button. Did you hand him something? I'm gonna hold out a tricorder. Press this button. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, the the signal on the on the transport on the tricorder. This is uh, uh, explosion uh, detonation initiated. Wait, wait, what, what, what? You just blew up a bunker. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh, oh no. Like he just presses some buttons on the transport and walks out. Lieutenant, <laughs> you're. It was scheduled. You're fine. Huh. Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, it, sir. Slides out the door. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. sure. <Okay>. And <laughs> she's going to look at Dasabi. Where is the brick? Talk to the captain first. Of course. Okay. The rest of you, good work. Dismissed. Thank you. On that, uh, who's going to go talk to who? Dasavi uh, will take Dr. Les to the captain. Okay. Um, we will come back to uh, Tong and, and Koba and that stuff uh, shortly. Because we still have a party to go to. I don't think we can do all of that in a party. No, I was going to just kind of wrap the party up as a, as the closing scene. Gotcha. I would like to, to actually do more than that. Why don't we do okay. it for the Let's open with that next, next week? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's fine. Either way, we need to finish this up. So we, cause I'm not leaving this story hanging. This, this story needs to end. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. So let's go back to the bridge. That is Dasavi, Ambrose, and uh, Dr. Les. We, we can actually have this conversation in the ready room. That's fine. Oh, that's what I meant. For sure. Room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was probably a heaviness when Dasavi walked onto the bridge. Yeah, Ambrose will stand up, turn knows this because of our shared empathy uh we'll just i'd imagine mills also goes back to the bridge um doing other things uh unless her shift was not over i have no idea (laughs) just ensign lackey can take the uh (laughs) the command (laughs) yeah Uh, no, some he he stands up, nods to the next, some other the next shirt. person in line. Yeah, uh, okay. and we'll just uh, silently walk to. Right. Doctor, doctor, Captain. He's in the brig. Um, I will have my report for you shortly. Very good. Something tells me it will be quite a read. The doctor would like to speak with you. 
I would. Dr. Les. If I may. Of course. Yes, I would like to speak with what was my colleague. I think there are a lot of people who would like to speak with who was your colleague. You are welcome to join our conversation as I'm not able to reach through it and slap him. Well, I think for the protection of all involved, the force fields of the brig are a suitable arrangement. It's certainly protecting him and what he has made of himself. We can certainly have that conversation. And of course, you can have your own conversation. But we may be in this system for a bit longer. And we may be having, we may have need of more Federation diplomatic personnel. First contact with the civilization that hasn't made war. Always messy. And the symbiote that it has? That is our dilemma. We can't take one without the other. One is clearly subject to be tried under some fairly heavy laws of the Federation, while the other is, should be, completely naive to all of this. The Federation has no death penalty. No. If you were to move the symbiont, he would die. Oh, right. Oh, no. Can it not be transplanted like... The symbiont would be fine. I think Ambrose just... Would not. Holds up a hand and, like, nods for you to follow, but walks out the door. He's going to the brig. She's going to follow the, the trill would survive the symbiont. I mean, the trill would not survive. The symbiont would. Right. Um, the Savi will follow as well. Copa's over there. He's guarding. Doctor, have, uh, have a team report to the brig. Call a medical team to the brig. Okay. So we get down there. Um, He's still alive? He is still alive. Uh, However, he does not appear to be doing particularly healthy. Does not appear to be doing particularly well. Um, Koba is just coming back in, or just coming back out uh, to to let you know that that, um, he has deteriorated quickly since being transported in. He's not doing too hot, Captain. I I was just about to call the doctor. I do believe those symbionts are unable to live outside of their own atmosphere. Where's there? They're not quite as adapted as our as trill symbionts. Are they, Doctor Venn? It appears they are not. Please tell me what you have learned from this experience. That their evolution is not yet complete. 
and if we do not return the symbiote, many more will die when they try to find space. And of its knowledge is gained from you. I imagine it is considerable. You must understand. I understand. I do not sympathize. I do not ask for sympathy. Captain. Condemn me if you must, but send the symbiote back. Do you know if you can survive without it at this point? I doubt it. Even if he can't, Captain, that's not an option. The symbiote's life is not subject to Federation law. Perhaps that's something you should have thought about before you decided to join with it. I did. Clearly not. You she's she is saying sub- this as she's like waving for Koba to let her into the brig and is attempting to stabilize him. Les is just looking at him. Yeah. You are under Federation law. The symbiont is part of you now. Mm. It is subject to Federation law under that technicality. You have stolen you- the choice. Yes. I doubt the Federation, I doubt the justice, the, 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 what is the tough, I just, I doubt the Judge Advocate General would agree. You do not sacrifice a a kidnapped person in order to stop the kidnapper. That is what I am to your Federation law now. Am I not right? Am I, am I wrong, Captain? You're not. You uh, start the medical process, processings. There's very, not, very, very much nothing you can, like, there's clearly nothing you can do. Um, you can make the pain a little less, but you can't really stabilize them. You could remove the symbiote. <laughs> Tong, I would like you to find an isolated, quite isolated area on the planet. We will need how many of us are in the brig now. Is Koba still there? Koba's still there. Koba's still there. Two, three, four, five. And beam the five of us down to those lo- to that location. All right. Takes a couple seconds. Um, but uh once the transport begins, you you are you find yourselves on a, a large open field. Um, Not railroad. across the railroad tracks, Jeff. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. This is pretty isolated. Some some heavy prairie land. Okay. Um, I think probably after a couple minutes of of wrestling internally with herself, she will administer some sort of pain relief. Does it take that long? 
once we're back on the planet, yeah, doctor, he's still in some. If you call that anymore, yeah. are you feeling better? He's still called. He's still a little bit of pain, but uh, you can see it on a pretty quick uh, reversal once he's on the planet. Um, that is much better. Thank you, Captain. I think this should be stark evidence to the severity of how much you have endangered these people. You have given them technologies that they are incompatible with. They would not have reached for the stars as quickly, as dangerously as they are capable of now, had you not intervened. I don't, I don't agree, Captain. I believe they were on a trajectory that was inevitable. My attempt was to guide them into a more reasoned approach. But that uh, wasn't your place. They, they went from, to my understanding, a few unmanned satellites to their first high-impulse test in a year. Yes, that. That I did. That you did. I did. I gave them the impulse technology, the, in, the knowledge of impulse technology. Well, they have this technology now, but it does not seem they are capable of utilizing it. Not no, practically. It should, it, they, you, they already The number have. of deaths at your feet. Just, just in this moment. Commander. Starfleet is innocent of all deaths. <laughs> I understand the severity of the crimes, Captain. I understood them when I took on the... the the symbiote. I knew the risks. There is still an opportunity here to save these people, though. Without some guidance from someone, they will eradicate themselves. And what of the other faction? The one unbonded? They will die just alongside those who are. You can't know the future of these people. It's not your place to judge the future of these people. That's why the Prime Directive exists. It's hard, but there's a reason. It is a flawed doctrine. It's always been a flawed doctrine. And I suppose that I suppose you're the one who gets to make that decision, huh? All by your lonesome. From time to time, difficult decisions must be made in order to change society. Usually by those within that society. When they are not able to make the decision, then someone may be able to do it for them. You're telling me the Vulcans never had any influence on the progression of humanity. There are stories, but they're that. They're stories. And in a thousand years, these will just be stories. I will be just a story. You were meant to be nothing here. You were meant to be an observer. 
there's a difference between possibly tongue in cheek inventing Velcro and giving farmers impulse engines. Farmers with atomic weapons and no concept of the devastation that could happen from them. They'd learn. Or they would be eradicated. If I that had is to, the consequence of such weapons. Agreed. And if I have to make a choice between watching a civilization burn itself to the ground or violating the prime directive of the Federation, it is not a difficult choice to me, Captain. It is not a difficult choice to me, Dr. Less. And what's to say they're still not going to burn themselves to the ground just at a faster rate? We watched three people die when we pulled into the system. Then my interference will have had no effect, and your dilemma will resolve itself. Your interference will have no effect except to the three three of your own team who are dead that didn't have to be. Nor did I want them to be. It was regrettable. Again. Regrettable. 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 You used that term for our team. For people you know and work with, do you not mourn? I do. I do mourn them. Does he? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. No, there's definitely regret there. Um, now that we've been on the planet for a bit, can, can we pick up, can Ambrose and presumably Dasavi with even better telepathy pick up a distinction between Ven and the symbiote? Um... There's a slight distinction. It would be the same distinction as if you were trying to tell the difference between um, Hage and Yezabeth. So, but I don't think I can read, I don't think a telepath can read a symbiont's mind because it doesn't work that way. I don't, Trill symbionts right. only have like emotional, contextual, memory sort of implants. Right. They are, are getting dis- any sort of direct cognitive personality from the symbiont. Not really. It, it is. It is very. It is almost exactly like 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 a like a ah. scanning a trail. Like you have clearly. Uh, well, so you know for sure that when a trill is joined, they their personalities can often change. Um, they are not. Well, that's that's more a result of having like six different personalities now shoved into one person as opposed to a symbiont a bit the symbionts aren't are yeah. they're not just repositories though they're not just repositories they're not they're not hard drives right they do have their own mm. um I don't, personality is not the word but they have their own profiles um and it is similar to that like it is not a distinct it is a distinctive creature it is not two minds that are separate okay but yes, distinctively it is its own creature you can feel that there is a mind here and a mind here but they are they are so, thinking in one. They're they're just a new flavor of trill symbionts. We're not dealing with the gould here. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah, now they're... <laughs> so, I feel like we might be talking a little bit in circles. Do we want to yeah. figure out what we want to do with them? No, I think we were... We're getting there. Fine, yeah. Our fleet doesn't have a death sentence. There is... If you've forced our hand, Mr. Ben, and I'm sure that was your intent. I don't think, however, that you should be the sole arbiter of the destiny of this planet. We 
so bring the generation here stop you <laughs> yes that's where i was getting at it's just how much damage you can cause before they get here i would appeal to whatever sensibilities you have to remain uninvolved until that time until we can get a proper first contact established you can help ease that transition in an advisory role that is all i desire a lot more than you should get justice is often flawed captain If the Federation is going to come here, there is no reversing what we are doing. They will have to, they will have to be educated. I trust the Federation can do this in a way that does less harm. Than you? Than themselves. Your intent is not in question. It's the means you went about it. There are procedures to take here. Yes, they could have taken years. And yes, these people develop quicker. But if they were going to destroy themselves in the time it takes Starfleet to do something, then they're far more of a danger out there amongst us than they would be just to themselves. And that is a tactical issue that we also need to face, whether your scientific curiosity or humanitarian beliefs want to acknowledge it. We could be releasing a biological Borg upon the galaxy. Yeah, he just kind of shakes his head. It is possible. And as far as where we're these people can't leave the planet. Not yet. Not yet. As you said, these symbionts have the capability of biological evolution, rapid evolution. I'm In sure they will to one save day. one society. You may have just doomed the galaxy. We. <sighs> I am not qualified for this discussion, though I'm sure we could have this discussion for a lot longer than would be practical. What's done is done. We will set up a presence here, here, away, until we can get a proper team in place. So what's the plan? Are you going to keep an eye on them? Or are we just letting them off the hook? Uh, GM, how long would it take for us to get, uh, you know, from Starbase 173 or from Narendra? So, a couple somebody days. else to deal with this. Yeah, a couple days. Yeah. Couple, okay. We can hang out in high orbit for a week or so. Rough it with the good doctor here. And then it will be in the hands of those who are qualified to have these discussions, if any of us are. 
Okay. He doesn't say anything. So. But I will Are say, you- Doctor, if you do succeed in bringing this, these people into the Federation in some way, if we get to the point where your protections are not necessary any longer, you will be held accountable for your actions. And I hope that you have made your symbiont aware of the predicament that you have forced upon them. Because with all of our technology and with all of our guidance comes our rules. You can't have one without the other. I am, as I have said, willing to accept the consequences. The symbiote will hopefully survive. How does it feel about all of this? We are communication, are you? We are one now, Captain. It was not its choice, but we are in agreement as best we can be. I wish you could experience what symbiosis was, what joining was like, Captain. It is far different than I think any human can understand. It is far different than I expected. But so be it. If the peop- if these people can be brought to live, can be made to survive, and the sacrifice of one is worth it. The sacrifice of two is worth it. Well, at present, your death toll is six. And counting. And counting. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed your stint of playing God. It was never my intention to play God, Doctor. And yet here we are. I think before we start talking, yeah, yeah. that's an excellent fade to black. Yeah. I was trying to find a place to put in one line, but I can't. It's, no, I, I, think, I think that's the button. So, I agree. Hmm. Um, I think the chance for the line I wanted to do was already well passed. Huh. Um, so with that... Let's go ahead and call it since we don't have a final scene to do. Um, I would actually like to have an informal conversation, I think, with Ambrose and Dasavi about the mind meddling. Okay. You want to do that now? I want that to be a scene for next week. We do that next week. Yeah, so that would be a good one for next week because Ambrose is at some point have to read the report too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you think what? a, A nice contrast to the party. Yeah. Plus, it would be nice to, you know, Ambrose has a chance to actually read the report and know what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ambrose and DeSavi aren't invited to the party anyway. Right. That's true. <laughs> All right. With that, let's go ahead and wrap it up. What was the moment that stands out most to you this evening? Uh, uh, well, first the, off, the I just want to give... explosion. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. That was good. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to give a round of applause to our new guest here. I think you did a great job. Thank you. That was fantastic. Uh, Tarles is is a great character. She's fun. I I think what stood out was our new guest here, uh, Tarles, getting all angry, both down in the facility, you know, white knuckling 
Uh, and then, you know, this last conversation, it's starting in the brig and then down to the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just pissed. Yeah. Yeah. With good reason. Two, two yep. very different uh, anthropological mindsets. She thought they were so similar, and yet here mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I really enjoyed seeing uh, it in just one episode that, you know, that arc. Yeah. That's why I was trying to get it all in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked, I liked a lot of Koba stuff today. What was the, it was a specific thing that I wanted to call out early and I cannot remember for life me what it was, but it was near the fist bump. Um, hey, yeah. Running the fist yeah. bump. Uh, yeah, oh my it was God, near yeah. the fist bump thing. Um, and I can't remember what it was exactly anymore, but uh, uh, Brian, I got to give you credit that I, I really liked Koba. I was hoping not only would you get somebody to blow something up, but I was really hoping you to shoot yeah. something. Um, so. Sorry. Well, I spoiled your fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll see where that t- we'll see where that takes us but uh i gotta have credit i, I really liked koba this episode so yeah yeah no, koba was, great. Koba was great at this, especially you know starting off with tong in the hallway and then yeah all yeah. the conversations of the plan i know that was great that's a good scene yeah. uh anyone else have a moment that stands out to them right. uh i think the moment that was really the like keystone for me as savvy today was was feeling the exaltation to dismay to death yeah yeah i'm i'm curious where desavi's moral moral compass is at at the moment because uh, it appears to be just kind of flailing around <laughs> like like someone's got a, 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 a magnet with a compass says, whoa here you go so I'm, I'm curious it's a roulette wheel roulette wheel um a little bit she is she is that kind of day uh that kind of couple what couple of weeks mm-hmm. um yeah so i think she the, the stuff with hadal was pretty heavy for her and this, this been... was just way too similar to it this was this was a totally different form of i'm i'm willing to sacrifice some people to get what mm-hmm. i want yeah these have been some really trying last few missions for our new co mm-hmm. and uh I don't know if it's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh yeah, that was I, I liked that there was a the that moment where you re- you referenced the Hadal. I thought that was a good uh a juxtaposition, a nice contrast. Um, because you kind of find yourself on both sides of the argument. Mm. So that was good. Um anybody else have anything for that or uh let's do um what did you learn? What did you see from the player or character that you want to see more of in the future? Like, obviously, I want to see more of the Koba stuff. I thought Koba was great in the session. Um, everything about Terra Less was good. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Kendall, I thought you did a really great job of just dropping into the group. There yeah. wasn't any sort of like awkward, what do I do? You were just like, I'm here and I'm. Yeah, no, you, you were very confident. It was mm-hmm. surprising. I need but to figure out what to, how to keep you in the story, keep that character in the story for one more session. Um, uh, well, if you need me next, next time, I can be here. Yeah, um, we'll figure out what we want to do there. See what we want to get some more such going on. Because um, I do want to do more stuff with um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth. yeah. A lot of the stuff that I wanted to yeah. see with Elizabeth, we didn't get to do because Elizabeth didn't get to go on the on the mission. Yeah, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, uh, I think there's still a lot of room for that conver- those conversations to happen, though. So I think that's good. Um, 
I don't have anything else for that. Anybody else have anything they want to see from someone else? Uh, any any things they want to see more of or less of for that? And then we'll do the the uh, one thing would you change last? Uh, I would love to see more of Mill's personality. I feel she kind of got swallowed up this session. Uh, just this season, really. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, she had her her big big moments on on the bridge with the um, the wormhole stuff. Honestly, I was sitting back to let Koba have the limelight. Yeah. I mean, I would I would have personally really loved to see more Mills. And like uh, when we, we fist bumped early, I was like, yeah, let's go Mills and Koba. And then uh, I just I it kind of felt like she wasn't even there. Uh, yeah. and I was kind of disappointed by that. And I would love yeah. to see more Mills. It's, it's the struggle it's, of playing two characters in one scene, which we don't really we generally I mean, tend to avoid yeah. doing that. So especially when one character is the CO right? Is right. the person in charge? Yeah, XO. You mean XO? XO. Yeah, yeah. XO. Command, yeah. command of that, XO. Of that mission. Yeah, anyway. whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's something that um, we generally do tend to avoid, um, and so we, we're kind of pushing the boundaries of what we can what we can do and still keep things straight there too. Yeah. Um, well, that that's fine because after uh, after this report and the conversation that Dasavi, yeah. I'm sure, is going to have with Ambrose, Am- uh, Dasavi might be the one in the captain's chair, and Ambrose might be going down on missions again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're grounded for a little while. Um, all right. If you could change, if you one could th- go back to your med bay, and Lackey, you just you just sit here and don't blow up the ship. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we don't need an XO. No more stinking XO. You know what, Koba, you're the XO. <laughs> no, Koba would blow up the ship. Koba would be great. Except what That's why talking? Lackey's in charge. Yeah. It'd, it'd be glorious, though. It'd be a glorious explosion. Um, if you could change one thing about the session, what would it be? Um, I have a number of things I would like to change. One is which is a technical difficulty, which apparently I have solved. Yeah. Um, everything popped back up a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I had to refresh a bunch of stuff. Uh, actually, the shrinking the screen for the zoom and bring it back up did just fine. I don't know. Oh, weird. Um, anyways. Um, I would have personally, and I, I don't want to steal this from anybody else, but I would have liked to have seen. Um, I don't know how I feel about Dasavi using mind powers to to manipulate people. So I'm hoping that I, I'm looking forward to seeing the consequences that the crew will do for mm-hmm. that. Because if I don't want that to be a regular thing, I think uh, that's yeah, going, I, that's going to have immediate hard consequences. Yeah, uh, I lost an entire campaign to that, and uh, we did, never went and did the 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 proper follow-up to that. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm willing to let it go because I want to see what happens. I think this group can handle it. Um, but I really want to see where that goes. Um, and there's always the potential for, for, uh, Admiral Arlani to make a, to have a step in if he needs to. Um, no, and it was, it is not something that I intend to do. It's not something I ever really intended to do. She is very morally against it. Yeah. Um, it was, like I said, it was, she was trying to mitigate the amount of of damage, and she didn't want to risk a firefight and kill more people. Yeah, the um, that particular uh, value on your sheet though might want to be recon- might, or at least reexamined, because your your the idea behind that seems to me to be that emotion can cause too much trouble. You are now seeing mm-hmm. that it causes too much trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've. You've got to re. You got to. You got to uh, reconnect with that value or uh, something. I'd like to see something of yeah. that value be either changed or um, brought stronger into the light in the future. Because that value means two di- two different things. If you're talking about in the med bay, or if mm-hmm. you're talking about out in command, right? Right. Yeah, and no, and it was that value is 
specifically to the med bay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't think he can apply a value specifically to well, Mario. Not, it was created for that. It was created to sure. the med bay, right? Yeah. So now you've taken her in a in a out of an environment that she has been in for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and into a whole new arena yeah. Yeah. so either the character had either the value has to change mm-hmm. the character has to change or the character has to say i'm not suited for out of the med bay right. please keep me in the med yeah. bay or some some kind of valuation where that that yeah. where that value comes back into being um i think that's a very important i think it's a good character moment growth i think it's oh, something yeah. we can I mean, look forward there, to in the future there so. are rules for striking values and doing the ones like yeah. you, you, yep yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, um, we'll, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Brian, did you have anything else you want or anyway, else have a, uh, I just, change? I just have, I just have two things. I, I don't want to belabor, uh, anything. I do think I was looking forward to some action there. Yeah. I was getting hyped when those two guards, I'm like, finally we get to shoot someone. And then, uh, I got action blue balls there. <laughs> um, I didn't think that was the time. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is. I've noticed that whenever I volunteer a character for a mission, you guys find excuses for them not to go. <laughs> it's happened a couple times now. I'm going to stop volunteering characters that I think would be fun to play on missions because you guys immediately veto it. That's something that we can certainly... That's that's a conversation after. Yeah, that's something, something I think should be discussed. That's a that's a definitive concern that definitely yeah. needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I would have liked to have seen Yezabeth on the mission because it dealt with a trill like Symbius race. Um, mm. But I liked Koba on the mission too. So it's kind mm. of a, and I think Koba does sort of fit better. It just, it's a very, it would have been a nice Yezabeth thing. Although okay. I think with, uh, with Tara Les staying on the ship for another, another session, we don't miss out on the conversations that could have happened. They're just not going to happen right. under the same. They, they, I think they actually might even have a better opportunity to happen because they won't be you won't be under the, the duress of the sure. situation. Sure, was fun. I'm not disappointed with the way things go. I just want to make sure that we can like, yeah, communicate about that more. Yep. That's yeah, that's awesome. yeah. And that was, I mean, that was an in character decision. The, well, let, let, let's let's the, yeah, let's have this conversation. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. one off. Off. You off you are heard. We will have the conversation, but yes. but right. please not right. Yeah, not on air. Talk about it later. Uh, Tyra, did you have anything? Uh, Kendall, did you have anything you wanted to say that uh, and you'd like to see different about the session? I kind of wish Tara had hit him. That's about it. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, not very, not very Federation, but absolutely fine. You're she's, not, you're not Starfleet. It's fine. She's yeah, not Starfleet. When, when, when we beamed from the brig down to the planet, there was no longer a force field in the way. Yeah, that would have been a great opportunity for him just perfect. to take a few steps forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the closing scene is the everybody beams back to the ship. She beams back down in the middle of the night, punched him, bleeding. That <laughs> He's just sleeping, <laughs> bam, right in the face. <laughs> you know, he deserves the, it. The he deserves it. The transporter doesn't even fully materialize. It just punches out of the beam. Elliot. Uh, Punch beams. Yeah. Beams. Punch beams. Um, anybody else have anything they'd like to change about the session or they would have liked to change about the session? No. Uh, it's really minor, but I feel like Tong faltered more than I wanted him to towards the end of the conversation with, uh, with Silva. Uh, because I, I thought, I thought of a great, like final wrap up, uh, to that scene, you know, talking about, yeah. uh, Ferengi fashion, but it just kind of, I dropped it. Unfortunately, yeah. I did. It just, I dropped it at the end there, but I think that was a great scene. I, I had seen to, more of that yeah. I want to do more. Yeah. because I, because I want, I want to get into Tom needs to get into that 
Uh, I, I think it's it's very. I mean, it was very true to Tong that I slash he did drop it, but I think narratively it would have been more interesting if I could have put a button on that conversation sure. better. Uh-huh. Sure. I uh, I would have liked to have worked in the one line, which is, uh, Captain, haven't you sent people to their deaths to better for, for the betterment of your crew and protecting your crew? Something along those, along those lines, but I didn't get a chance to put that one in there. The line I would like to have had, but oh well. I mean, that, that could have been, that conversation could have been another hour oh, it, or it, so it, if we weren't. so. Session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that needed to wrap up, and so that's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else. Does anybody else have anything you want to add or to the conversation, anything like that? No. All right. Well, I want to thank Kendall again one more time for coming on the show. Um, we'll uh, we'll have you back next week for some continuation of this uh, this thing. I will come up with a new. I will come up with something to do that keeps you guys here a little longer, um, just so that we're not jumping around. Um, we'll get some other stories. We get we get to have Koba's uh, uh, Koba's party. I would like to see uh, as an opportunity next session we we can maybe get into that boat thing that we've been holding off on for a while. Mm. Um, might be a good session for that. I don't know. Boat thing. The the captain. The, the Ambrose boat age boat they were building. Yeah. Yep. Because mm. that's something that we we we. I know you said you wanted to get back to, and we've been missing out. We haven't had opportunities to get back to it. So. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe next session there might be a good opportunity to do that. I don't know. But uh, anyway, if, if we can plan something ahead of time, I don't think that's something we just impromptu. Hey, let's throw Yesbeth and and. Ambrose in the holodeck and see what happens. Yeah, I'd rather that be a significant moment I'm with some build up and some taper off. Yeah, I'm for it, especially since it's a, an opportunity for us to deal with a lot of Hage's stuff. We have a symbiosis thing going on. Mm-hmm. We have another trill on board. Um, this is a good chance to 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 really explore some of that connection again. I think that could be fun. Um, I think the party will facilitate a lot of the stuff we kind of have been circling around. I'm hoping so. So, but I don't have anything else to add for this session. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, again, you can catch this show on YouTube. Uh, I will have the edited version up uh, when I get it up, um, which will hopefully be this week. Uh, again, with last last week's episode as well. Um, you can also find us online, the audio only versions. Uh, check us out. Uh, you can find all the stuff in the link tree. Uh, again, it's link tree studio tembo. There's link in the stuff. All the stuff has links. Um, and that's it for me and the rest of the crew. So. Uh, Uh, Live long and prosper.